The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for three ninety nine. Mix and match a four piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Love intros. You love knowing who the guest is, what the context is, and what they've been on. That's totally fair. This next guest that we have selected this week, she's brilliant. She's been on every show, every movie, but you might not know her name. Many funny programs. Not a <laughs> not a malignant narcissist. Not constantly promoting herself and going to like random red carpets for movies she's not in. But you know June Rayfield from a little show called Grace and Frankie. Great show. Big Mouth. Incredible show. New Girl. Wonderful show. I think she plays the gynecologist. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Amazing movie. Hilarious. Ass backwards. Good. Wrote it. Directed it. Long shot. I mean, incredible. She's in, by the way, how about this? Has gotten every job I've ever auditioned for. (laughs) She's been in so, so many more. I'll get carpal tunnel just trying to write it all out. Uh, Please welcome my, my, one of my, I mean, oldest friends. Knows more about me than anyone. To the point where it's kind of embarrassing and this might ruin my career. It's June Diane Rayfield. I'm on day one of my period, so that's going to factor into this conversation. Okay, okay. okay. I, I feel, oh, I want to start requesting that women only come yes. on their periods because I want I the real shit. I want to introduce myself with where I am on my cycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm on day two. Thank God. I did not schedule this for yesterday because I had PMS. I do suffer for P- from PPMD. What, 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 it's not PMS anymore, right? Well, it we call is PMS, it premenstrual syndrome. Have, well, I believe if you have what I have, which is rage disorder, I think is the... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have that not on my okay. period. I haven't had my period in years, and I, that's Fine. like a 24-7 thing. So I have... PMS on like steroids mm-hmm. and I've always had it I've always become a monster for two days a month and what is how does that look how does that present yeah how does that present itself because it, I'm here to tell you it's totally normal and healthy <laughs> and that's how you should act all the okay, time well for two days a month I try to destroy everything that's good uh-huh. and that I've worked toward mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. relationships I deeply care about okay and got I it. go whoop, burn like, it all down burn it to the fucking ground yeah. and I've had that my whole, since I was 12, mm-hmm. you know, where it's truly like I become a werewolf. Um, Can you, so, are you conscious of it when it's happening? Yes. Are you able I to go am. with this? There's this thing. Just don't scream at that. Well, I think what I've struggled with, and I, by the way, I just got diagnosed like this past 2019. Thank God it was right before the pandemic and Prozac treats it. Mm-hmm. So good news. Like yeah. there's a solution. But um, for so long, I just felt like, oh, no, these two days, I'm actually more like myself. Like, this is this is, this is the real me. me. Uh-oh. That I like, sort of have to push out. down. Secrets <laughs> out. <laughs> this is who I am the rest of the month. Yeah. Is when my mask is on and I'm able to kind of contain. Yes. You know, and when I have so, to present as the socially constructed yes. version of what a woman should be. Yes. So then 
like really a week before my period, I, I, I was a monster. And then my period hit. I'm actually okay. Like, again, you're, you're seeing me on day one. Okay. You know, so I'm bleeding. I'd be okay. Hemorrhaging. Yeah. Hemorrhaging. Have a Do you need a liner? In. These are expensive oh, chairs. Oh, no, I've moved on to menstrual cups. Okay, got Okay. And we can talk about what? We can talk about God that. damn it. I knew this was going to happen. I knew <laughs> that you were going to be so relentlessly interesting and fascinating that I wasn't going to be able to say anything that I needed so, to say. Let me tell you. I mean, am I hosting this podcast yes, now? Yes, <laughs> Anyway, I will just head out. What's happened? This is your home. I Welcome live home. here. This okay, is your house like party. Here. Um, <laughs> the menstrual cups, and people, I think, might have heard about, like, the Diva Cup. Yes. Which was one of the first to market. Which but I resent. I resent the name. Never liked the name. Never liked the name. Never. Just call it the Cunt Cup. I'm a grown woman. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? Also, you know I don't I mean? feel like a diva when I'm jamming a plastic no. shot glass inside me at the airport. And here's the thing. A like, diva would go, mm. I don't, right, exactly. Someone else do that for me. Exactly. <laughs> A diva would never put their cup in themselves. By the way, God bless my best friend in seventh grade. I was so scared of using tampons. She inserted one for me. Bless her heart. Now, if that isn't like friendship. And if she's not on Megan's law, (laughs) I do not trust the FBI. (laughs) But I was truly like, I know all the cool girls are doing it and I'm just too scared. And she did it for me. Um, Anyway. The menstrual cup I use is called a salt cup. Two A's. Salt cup. Salt and it's been a game changer. I'm not sponsored by it, mm-hmm. so just know. But like it is, I do talk about it a lot because I'm obsessed with it. And you insert the cup. This is, FYI, you're in real time watching a businesswoman <laughs> take an opportunity to get a paid partnership. And if I it happens, respect it, happens. it. And I respect it. She you was know? in the car like, what's if my it happens, angle? It happens. <laughs> You know, if I'm a brand ambassador, then I am. But I'm just speaking my truth. It just means it's like organic. So you insert it and you leave it, set it and forget it for eight to 12 hours. That might be wrong. Maybe just eight. So what happens when... I definitely pushed it, by the way. Yeah, you just booked it and then you lost it. Um, We'll cut it out. Uh, Wait, so how do you pee? Okay, <laughs> this is going to be an anatomy lesson. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. So what if, where does the sperm go? <laughs> okay, I know. Okay, okay I, I know how okay, vaginas work, okay? <laughs> I know I, I, I missed that Magic School Bus episode. <laughs> I think it got pulled. No, but the Diva Cup, doesn't it go into your entire vagina? Okay. Because I know that tampons go to a different place than where the pee comes out. (laughs) Exactly. And Mm -hmm. this functions the same way. It's going to the same (laughs) spot. So this is a tiny cup. I mean, I kind of want to take it out and show you. I won't, but it's... um, I might need you to. Pull up a... Pull okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay. I don't want to fuck up my algorithm, but okay. okay. okay fine. It's, Hold on. it's like it's like this big, okay? But it it folds. So you <gasps> fold it in, you stick it up sort of like got a it. Okay. Tampon, and then it expands. It, it, I'm sorry, it blossoms. It blossoms. It blooms it opens inside up like a flower. You. Okay, okay. okay. So I, okay, it compresses. I see it. Yeah. S-A-A-L-T. Yeah. And then it catches all the blood. <laughs> But, and then my when, blood, because I, I take a, um, I'm on birth control. I'm on a different one now, but I used to do one where I only had my period like every three or four months or something. Mm-hmm. And the blood comes out like when I say black tar, <laughs> I, I mean a viscous, I get it. <laughs> viscous, 
a viscous, yeah. like um, it looks like engine fluid. It looks <laughs> like haggis. <Yeah. laughs> because it is. I isn't haggis no, blood? I, I yes, I understand. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that's concerning. So I've been I, told. I'm not concerned. I feel great. I feel great about so it. So I have been told because I've been on a journey with my hormones that it shouldn't look like that. Turns out, because mm -hmm. mine did too. No. Okay. Um, turns out that's a, that's a problem. But well, the, it, I, you I, want I have, have ninety nine like, problems, and I can't. I can't take my that pussy, on right now. I, I just can't take on I my can't, menstrual listen, blood. Do with this what you will, but it should be like regulating improperly. <laughs> I, I can't. No, there I can't. have been times where I'm like, did a small organ fall out? I don't of like me? that. Like, doesn't feel. Was that, is that a, a is that gum? Is that, is that gum? Jesus Christ! <laughs> did I just creep out my yeah, sis? That a child was like, that I an don't abortion? Know. Yeah, no, what that was, was that? It, that was a miscarriage like, from the nineties. <laughs> Or like embryos for sure. Those are my children. Yeah, not not pool. my great. Um, now that was a suppository <laughs> that never absorbed. <laughs> oh my god! That so, same thing was a fossilized abortion. <laughs> yes, they didn't vacuum it all out. But just understand that the way the period cup functions uh -huh. is it catches it. Uh huh. Okay, it, it holds on to mm -hmm. it. And especially for those of us who have a heavier flow, mm -hmm. um, it catches <laughs> it catches way more than you think it will. Like, mm -hmm. I think we assume we'd fill up like liters full of menstrual blood. Right, That's right, not right. really true, right, right. right? We're not really bleeding that much, even if we think of ourselves as having a heavy flow. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you set it and forget it. I believe it reduces cramping. Again, I'm open for sponsorships. <laughs> I'm happy to talk My to doll, anyone. Tranquilizers, BetterHelp.com. Uh, yes, Away <laughs> suitcase. Feels like a lot of things would fit this. Sure, Straight jackets incorporated. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this, the cups have really helped. Prozac really helps for PPMD. Um, and yeah, at 40 years old, I have now started to really just now in the last year, figure out like how to have a period. Well, I just figured out where the vagina goes. So <laughs> I'm a little behind you. <laughs> I mean, I want you to leave that in, but I'm also scared that you will. You said, how do you pee? Well, I just <laughs> said, how do you pee? You I said, didn't where realize the that out? the cup collapses into the um, circumference of a tampon and then can fit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just worried the pee went into the cup the pee doesn't go into the cup. Got it. Pee doesn't go into the cup. Because pee comes out of your butt. <laughs> wow. We got it. We got it. Like, go back to basics. Okay, when you do the sex talk with your kids, can I come? <laughs> I feel like I didn't get... I watched Blossom. I thought I got things. it. I didn't get it. By the way, there is a part of me, as I get older and older, when I realize there's gaps of information I don't have. Correct. No, no, no. I'm sorry. So much so that up until... Five, six years ago, I thought on Thanksgiving, the pilgrims and the natives had a wonderful meal. Oh, um, yeah, me too. Together. I sure. mean, that was. Sure. Yeah. Well, we, all of our history books were wrong. We you know, thought absolutely. they fairly exchanged yeah. blankets for land. Right. And that it was a, a, a. And we dressed up in second grade and reenacted yes, that. Yes, we did. That's what we did. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really have an interest in being sent away for like a week mm -hmm. to an adult camp mm -hmm. 
where I can just fill in some gaps. Fill in some gaps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yes. Like I do feel like I I I was very blessed with an incredibly loving childhood mm-hmm. and a really wonderful childhood, but mm-hmm. certain things fell away. So I uh, am willing to embarrass myself yet again. Um, my brand. I have fake boobs, and I had to get a mammogram. Right. And there's you have to do, um, I think, a sonogram to whatever, make sure because you can't really feel under there, whatever. And I had a, have had a pain in my chest that's like a darting pain. I went to my rheumatologist and I was like, I, I think there's something wrong with my heart. I think I have like a heart issue and it like hurts really bad right here. And he just took his hand and went, it's over here. I was like, no, Pledge of Allegiance to the flag over your heart. He was like, it's right over here. I was like, all right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's just scar tissue, honey. <laughs> it's both good news and bad news. Really quickly. You know, there is a, there's other, you know, things that are, are wrong, clearly. But talking about menstrual blood, this yeah. does bring me to a connection that we have. And then I will, I do want to do a mini monologue about how important you've been in my life. But first, we used to go to the same gynecologist. Yes, we did. And real quick, so the gynecologist. Yes. I remember, because everyone goes, you look like June wife. I get it all the time. I'm doing a gynecological exam with our shared gynecologist at the time. You look so much like June Oh, my God. So I think our vaginas are very similar I, also. I, I mean, I do feel like that's a compliment to you. Thank you. I, I have, I mean, cut, cut. <laughs> but I have... By the way, it's not a compliment. It's not a compliment to you. Keep it. Keep it. Not a compliment to you because she delivered the news to me that I, I don't get delivered babies. I get delivered news um, that I got a hemorrhoid from doing a a Pilates class called Bar Method. Oh, no. And then I had a deflated hemorrhoid. So hopefully our vaginas don't look too much alike. Listen, I've only had one hemorrhoid in my life. Hmm. And it was one of those things, sort of like heartburn. Like you hear people talking about it and you're like, oh, that sounds really bad. No idea what it is Mm -hmm. if I haven't had it. Mm. And I've heard people complain about hemorrhoids. And I went during the pandemic from not working out at all to doing like an insane lifting program okay. and gave myself a hemorrhoid. And it was one of the most painful experiences I've ever Because you have to sit on it. Had. Yeah. So just like justice for hemorrhoid havers. Well, like, couple it's things. It's hard. You can, before you have kids, you can get your hemorrhoids uh, or your the nerves in your butthole or whatever rubber banded. <laughs> Come again? Oh, we know. <laughs> Come again? We know many people that have had this rubber bandage, so, so that you when g- you're pushing, you don't. I assume yeah, that's typey, the typey. logic. As someone that knows, uh, whose knowledge is boundless about the female anatomy, I'm just going to Google it just to make sure my science is right you here. Rubber butt- band hemorrhoids, so that it doesn't. So they don't explode. Rubber band litigation for hemorrhoids. Okay, yes, rubber band litigate. Lig- Ligament ligation. This is not litig. This is not a legal matter. <laughs> okay, yeah, rubber band. So your butthole can't sue. So the, the butthole uh, cannot sue. I don't think there's any tort involved. Rubber band ligation is a procedure in which hemorrhoid is tied off at its base with rubber bands, cutting off the blood flow to the hemorrhoid. This treatment is only for internal hemorrhoids. To do this procedure, a doctor inserts a viewing instrument, his penis, uh, (laughs) into the anus. The hemorrhoid is grasped with an instrument and a device places a rubber band around the base of the hemorrhoid. The hemorrhoid then shrinks and dies and in about a week falls off. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. W- yeah. Wish I had known. I have a friend who you know who had after childbirth a huge hemorrhoid, mm. and she sat on her new sofa, and oh, it exploded, fuck. and she said it was bright red blood like the color like a like blood not the color of our that, period no, blood we have never <laughs> witnessed no 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 no. this is not we don't know of this blood no no no. this yeah. is not a blood that over time has become depressed from being in the comedy community <laughs> she's not in it hers is fresh and red and like just yeah psyched. bright as it a daisy exploded and she was like it was like a neon like hemorrhoid oh my god blood is a different shade of oh, red i don't ever want to know that again the last I forget thing that. i'm gonna tell you one more thing you're gonna want to forget our joint gynecologist at the time Mm -hmm. also gave me a little the reason I kept going to her and I still kind of dabble in her because she will give me the gossip she will give me the gynecological gossip and she will tell you some shit that is absolutely violating many a Hippocratic oath she said um because you know when you're like going to go on a vacation and you don't want to have a period on your vacation it always happens right like you're going on a trip in two days and then you just start it she said to me she was like if you need to get your period done faster yeah put in a tampon if you need the dates to move if you need need some flex dates we need to reschedule your period basically we just need to like we need to turn five days blackout dates in we need to turn five days into two and she said put in a tampon sit in the bathtub for five minutes take the tampon out Put another tampon in, sit in the bathtub for five minutes, and keep repeating it until there's no blood left. Wait a second. Why aren't we all doing this? And because why have, haven't we all been doing this? Be- this is the best hack I've ever heard. Concur. But aren't I doing that with my cup? No, the pee gets it all out. <laughs> <laughs> no, the pee fucks it up. <sighs> no, because what it does is it it essentially cleans it like it, it grabs par- the, the your blood right now is just falling out when it decides <laughs> to fall out like this well just because <laughs> we know like how like sticky and <laughs> it is, it is. tar-esque it is yeah this will grab it wet it and it turns more like what it should look like yeah uh, liquid blood and then you scoop it out you like um what's the thing it's not exfoliating it's like exfoliating your uterus You're wicking. i'm wicking is that the word wicking John Wicking, just getting that pussy wet. Wow. Wicking, and then it comes out faster. And then she also told me that because I, I oh, had a, the water soaking it. Yes. Because you're in a bathtub. And then the water. So I, I didn't entirely realize that you had to sit in water in the bathtub. I just, for some <laughs> reason, heard that you had to go in the bathtub. We just want to so make I it was- as creepy as possible. <laughs> so just do it just in the sit bathtub. there in an empty bathtub, Ugh. box of tampons, and start just your like, rotation. So you can like go, like have your English patient fantasy should you want to. Okay, so the water soaking the water. It up. You're in a, a now bathtub that's making with a little more <laughs> sense. That was an important detail. In it, so it gets wet, expands, grabs the blood on the side, and pulls it out, and you just keep doing it until. There's none left. And then you do it like the next day because there'll be like more that falls or something. That, <laughs> and it's like a game changer. Wow. Is I this know. a medical podcast? Um, <laughs> I went to University of Phoenix online and I it did. Well, I, this all sounds I sound. haven't logged in. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember the password. I signed up. But um, I think it's going great. I think it's great. I think it's going great. I think it's great for the world. And then another thing she told me is that because I 
had everything lasered. Like my sure. first time I got paid. That's yeah. not health insurance, not like I'm lasering. <laughs> a roof over your head. My, yeah. No, no, not, not my paying in real off estate, my credit no card debt yeah. and all those bills and collections. Sure. It's like, I need to shave my pussy because that's how I'm going to get the money to pay off <laughs> my debt. a wise investment. I've got no problems with that. No but notes. Then as you get older, you're sort of like, I'm kind of, this feels weird now. Yeah. It feels mm-hmm. now if a guy is attracted to me with no pubic hair, I think he's a weirdo. Yeah, he's a pedophile. I have now put myself yeah. in a situation where only pedophiles are interested in me, and that feels like a red flag. Wait, but I'm sorry because I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask a question, and, and you know what? I'm not afraid to ask. Okay, it. don't. I, I thought that when even if you lasered a lot, that the hair would always continue to grow back at some well, point. I got chemo. <laughs> 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 the idea when you just realize, like, oh, that wasn't the procedure I thought it was. Yes, I did it seven times over two years. And that's how you really kill the follicle. Right, that's the goal. But here's what I'll say. Hairs do still grow. Okay. Uh, Never it, the texture that no, they once were. No, it's smithers. Smithery. Like smithers one <laughs> yes, hair. Yes, baby hair. They're, Fly away. They're... they're, they're <laughs> It's like a rat tail. (laughs) I made this decision before I had like standards or like knew what a red flag was or knew like I don't want to attract the wrong kind of person, whatever. Now only guys that like wear Von Dutch want to date me, whatever. And so it's like one chain wallet after another. And and she said, she goes, oh, honey, it's no problem. One of my biggest requests right now is pubic hair plugs. No. (laughs) No, plugs. And I was like, Come again? No. I can't afford this doctor's appointment, but I'm going to get everything out of it. And she said that so many, and this actually made me less of a, made me love men. Okay. In a way that I. want it back? Because so many guys were going like, can you please have pubic hair? Like, this is weird. And so girls were coming in going, I lasered everything off, but the guy I'm with wants pubes. So what do I do? And so they're, it's not a merkin. I think the technology's a little ahead Better? of that. They are plugs. I mean, I guess I'm just like, are we still caught in this cycle of like wanting them on or off based on what the men in our lives prefer? Mm. Like, I, I mean, here's what I'll say. Hair back if I want a guy to what? shave his balls, I he should. Uh, actually, a hundred percent agree. I guess my question is, whose hair is it? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Is it your own from your head? <laughs> no, but that is the eye. You know the eyebrow procedure. No, I have a friend. Okay, I have a friend. So I never had a problem growing eyebrow. I mean, I have a giant uni All brow. Right, okay, it's, okay. It's like sunglasses okay. if I let it go. And but I have a friend who has a very hard time growing in eyebrows. They're very slight. They're very small, and not. It takes. They have to pen them in yeah. for jobs, and it's like it's like that's her problem, yeah. right? I, like. Where I'm Poor like thing. stuffing yeah. my bra, getting fake Poor tits. Thing. Like, yeah. I know. I'm like, everything about you is yeah. so perfect. Your biggest problem is that you have to draw your eyebrows <laughs> in and it's a hassle. Must be nice. And the procedure is they take strips of hair from the back of your head, your scalp, and they implant it in the shape of an eyebrow above your head what? or your eyes. But the only curveball, mm-hmm. the only catch is that those follicles grow like hair. So if she's on a two-week vacation and forgets her little trimmers, it starts to grow like hair. 
No. Yeah. Eyebrow hair knows to stop at a certain point. Yeah, it's got it's it's understood its own assignment. Yeah, it know it knows yeah. it knows that it came prepared. Oh Whereas my this God. will grow like human hair. And what you probably don't want to do is tweeze it because that's the follicle, right? Well, I don't you know. know. She has to cut it. You have to. Well, she has to cut, yes, yes, to, yes, to, to cut. Yes, yes, she has to cut it. Trim it. Yeah, just stay on it. Yes, correct. Wow. I'm obsessed. Well, I imagine that those pubes, pube transplants. I mean, I'm thinking I would prefer it was my own hair, not someone else's. But the hair on your head would look insane would look on your insane. pussy. It has to be someone's pubes. They're different texture. No, 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 no. no, no. You're saying she's your taking hair someone else's looks pubic like hair. liquid gold. Are but you Whitney. telling me you're going to put this on your pussy <laughs> in a wig? Well, I'd prefer what, my own. You, Am I going to take someone else's pubes and it, sew them into my vagina? That's your insane. Your vagina cannot look like Brooklyn Decker. I won't <laughs> have it. You can't have this hair on your pussy. Wow. So they're taking someone else's pubic hair. So <sighs> we could, in this moment, donate our own pubes. I don't have any. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I'd love to. So Bush came I, to shove and like you needed a couple bucks. Bush like, came to shove. <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> By the way, I'm seeing pubes everywhere. I'm starting a business. I'm going on Shark Tank without you because you're a hater and I will start this business without Honestly, you. I, well, I'm just upset for you. Like if Push came to shove, like you couldn't donate your pubes. Like that's not available. You know? I've never been in a it's jam. I've never You've been never... in that jam. <laughs> Where it's like, oh my god, like I could solve this problem if I only had pubes. Okay, well that's to great. donate. Not all of us, you know, all of us aren't that lucky. Yeah, I, good. I, good for you. I mean, it's also here's what <laughs> good for you. Here's what I'll say: putting other people's hair on our heads way grosser to me. Really, it's near your mouth. It's near your Whitney, eyes. You would take someone else's pussy hair and sew it into Most your own. Most pussy hair is not near the wet part, the up top part. <laughs> I don't trust your geography. <laughs> okay, when it comes to the female body, I don't trust. I would you say know. I would like to purchase some of your pubes, but from the northernmost region <laughs> of your. It's like a wine. Like you yes. want, like the Tuscan. I want. Yeah. Yes, I want this. <laughs> I want the hair that's kind of on the inside of the legs yeah. and on the top, the border, the border, <laughs> the border. That sees I want the those, most light. I need those border pubes. <laughs> yes. The ones that have not been cummed on yeah. or, or any or peed on. But then again, what who knows? You know, I'm not gonna fight this anymore. <laughs> I, I think realize I am I can just surrender. It's sort of a rabbit hole. You're not mm -hmm. gonna find your way yeah. out. Of. Rabbit hair. I gotta go. <laughs> I, can that we was, that's rap? the name of the business, rabbit hole. <laughs> we get rabbit hair from rabbit's foot keychains and we just staple it onto your pussy. I do think, though, this is an, this is a good thing that we, you and I came up in a time where we we thought that that was what we had to do. Mm -hmm. and some of us made very permanent decisions. Yes, very permanent you know? decisions. Really quick. I want to get to because we're going to go on a million tangents and that's what yeah. a podcast is. But I do want I, I will not miss the opportunity to tell the audience that June. Number one, you gave me the best advice I've ever gotten in my life. Number two doesn't sound right. Doesn't you sound like me. Got me. You. It was an accident. I don't think. Okay, you know, I don't yeah. think you knew <laughs> what you were doing. You were not. Uh -huh. um, you also uh, got me through my dad's funeral. Whitney, that's. Oh. You don't know how though. I don't. Number three, you. I largely credit for why I decided to start writing and creating my own things. What? 
hundred percent. That's absurd. Do you know any of what I'm talking about? I I really don't. You've just like accidentally changed my life many, many times. And you taught me about a concept that I like to call like, you know, there's the, 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 what's the good, the good witch. What's the other witch? The bad witch. uh, The bad witch. Okay. Good. Okay. What's the the opposite of good? (laughs) The wicked witch? Sorry. Uh, Wicked witch. Wicked witch. Um, uh, their vaginas are in different places. That's why <laughs> that's why it's confusing. <laughs> so I also am into the good bitch and the bad bitch. Mm. And you and I, I feel like are both people that are willing to go like, you guys might think I'm a bitch right now, but yeah. I someone needs to say it. Sure. And I heard a story about how you were on a movie and it was someone else's production, obviously, and you claimed your space mm-hmm. because you needed time to, like, because sometimes when you're on a movie or someone else's show, they force you to do a uh, job that you're not proud of because simply you don't have the time mm-hmm. and something is switched. And, so true. And then to have to go, can I have a second to just learn the new lines? And mm-hmm. then we'll, you know, but we all want to pretend that, like, we don't need to work on stuff. This yeah. doesn't take any work. Well, it's interesting because I do think that's taken practice. But I I also think on, on I mean, I'm curious how you feel about it, Whitney, but it, it when you're acting, it's it's such vul- it's vulnerable work. Yeah. It's emotional work. It should be. And I do think most sets are technical mediums. Yes. And the crew gets their time. And all the technicians get their time to do their thing. Mm-hmm. And yet actors are expected to like start at action. And I'm With like, a brand new script that just came out and yeah. this person was recast. And oh, now I'm in a bathing suit instead of a... Like, it's just like... Absolutely. You, you threw all these new things at me. Absolutely. I, yeah, but you're an improviser. Oh, that's not it. Yeah. Because other, totally. other people's lines aren't changing. You can't improvise if other people's lines totally. are stuck. And I also think that when you know, we were coming up for so long in an industry that makes you feel poverty stricken Mm -hmm. and that you should just be so grateful to be there. You should be so grateful to get anything. You should be so lucky. You should be so lucky. And so this is it. You get to do the thing. Like, isn't it wonderful? And I love being on set. Like when people are complaining about hours and stuff, I'm like, I would be here all day. Mm -hmm. Love, 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 love it. But I'm also like, this is, uh, we're creating something Mm -hmm. here. And yeah, conditions are important. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like needs are important. Mm-hmm. And I'm also of the mind where ah, I I really believe in safe, respectful workspaces. And I also believe that artists- I believe in safe, respectful, <laughs> well-lit workplaces. Well-lit. <laughs> and by respectful, I mean well-lit. <laughs> but I also believe that like actors are artists. Well, here's what drives me nuts. It drives me nuts that- you know, is as as the person that the pressure is all on, and I have, and you have to deliver. But like, we're the only people that if we ask for more time or more rehearsal, mm-hmm. are thought of as divas and bitches and whatever. But it's, it's like, so dude, old news. Yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna save you so much time in post if you just let me yes. learn this continuity now. Like, yes. like my whole thing is thank me later, and I have had to build sort of the uh, 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 the ability to tolerate the discomfort of others. And you know what? You're not going to like me for the next two days, but you are going to fucking love me mm-hmm. when you're sitting in post for the next three months. Absolutely. Because I had a second to get my shit together. And when everyone asks, like, what's, what do you want your rider? What do you need on set? I'm like, time. Rehearsal Absolutely. time. I would just love to be able to rehearse this a couple of, I'd like to know where the cameras are. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know, is this a single? Is this a wide? Like, yes. I just, that, I would, I would like information. And the other thing is that, I mean, I'm still working toward this. I haven't gotten there, but I felt it a few times is like, I'm really trying to divorce myself from trying to be right. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to like look at the showrunner, the director, and like figure out if it was okay. And like, 
look to see if it was okay. Like it, I want to fail more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And in order to have that kind of brave space, you need to, you need your space, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, I'm not looking for you to move on. Actually, Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for this take to be perfect. I'm looking to find something in this scene. And that, I think for women especially, like you really have to put aside your need for like teacher, say that I did okay. Love me, love me. Which is already- Love me, please like me. Which is Andy Ackerman, the great Andy Ackerman that directed all the um, episodes of the the sitcom I did. He did, he was- um, he did, did he direct my episode? Every Seinfeld, yes. I did, yes, he did. I'm of sure. Course. Yes, he did. Which we'll get to. Um, uh, obsessed. And he said to me, because I was very needy for approval. I was very like, was that good? Was that funny? Because without an audience, there was a second mm-hmm. where- I would do a take of like a single camera show or a multicam without an audience. And I was like, because I had outsourced all my self-esteem mm-hmm. to these sort of anonymous noises. Mm-hmm. And I would do the take and he'd be like, all right, we're moving on. I'd be like, was that, was that good to do? Like, mm-hmm. did you like that? And he's like, we're moving on. That's the answer. And I was yeah. like, and he's, so for me to say, did you like that is insulting to him. Because right. he's not going to move on till we get it, mm-hmm. you know? And then I would then I learned how annoying I was doing that because then we would cast actors to come on the show. You know, you audition 300 people and the, and the person that gets it, they show up and they're like, was that good? It's like, we picked you. Right. We could have picked anyone. And then I'm like, oh my God, that is so, right. people pleasing is a form of assholery. It's so, yes. your low self-esteem is a hassle. Yes. But I will only say this because I, I do that sometimes depending on what I'm, part it is or whatever but there have been times where I'm like director whoever you are camera person sound person I'm gonna ask you if that was funny right 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 and you're gonna have to answer me yep and I'm actually gonna say that you're lying and I don't believe it yeah yeah yeah. and that's part of the process and then also guess what everyone just wants to get home if it's not their show and I get that everyone's got kids so when you're like Valerie Cherish saying one more take (laughs) I always feel like that in the comeback when I'm like can I just take that again but my new thing is I request, can we just do two takes in a, in row? a row? No, no Lo- cutting. Just two in a row. Love it. Because I know I'm going to have my next one. Love and it. after I get this one, I'll feel good about it. And then I'll be able to do whatever the fuck I want and really yes. be free. And that's usually the one. I have to tell you, I did a, I did a show called Animal Practice mm-hmm. on NBC. I and remember, I know you know the show. Oh, oh. I know I you know rem- the show. I know the show. Uh, I remember uh, you having trouble competing for screen time with a ostrich or was it a giraffe? Well, I worked alongside um, an ostrich and also, (laughs) okay, as a co-star and they brought that ostrich out with a bag over its head. Um, And they introduced me to Which frankly, I wish they'd do with us. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I have to put my own bag. They literally said like- I have to put my own bag over my head. And this person came out and they were like, I'm, I'm the ostrich trainer. And I was like, are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> you is mean it possible? The, yeah, no. It's Mm-mm. not. No. And that's fine. If it was training, you would. If it was, you're the suicidal you maniac. <laughs> you drove an ostrich here from Texas. Yes. That you're the guy you that are. put the ostrich in the suitcase. Yes. And now has to, it's not trained if it has to have a bag over its head at all times. Exactly. Until they roll and we take it off and we're all instructed to just jump into a hallway if things go sideways. (laughs) And things went sideways. (laughs) Very frequently. Yeah. But I had a scene where I had to come in, like I, I had two lines. And I had to, in the middle of a scene, I sort of hop into a doorway, say, a, I think it was you, even one line, say a line and then hop out. Mm-hmm. 
And to me, that's my worst nightmare. Like when I'm just coming in for a quick joke and have to leave. Like, Too much really pressure to, to make it funny. In. Yeah. Yes. So I do it once. And by the way, you're waiting oh, behind a wall. it be. You're waiting behind a wall like a psycho, <laughs> like trying to listen for your line. There's someone that's supposed to cue you whose timing off. is always off. Yeah, and they're like, you're oh, waiting oh, for action, a- action. No, 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 no. No, go, go, don't go, don't go. And then you're just like, that's what I said. Or whatever fucking thing they yes. think is going to be funny. And you're, so that's I do the it. Yeah, I do it once. I do it twice. And the director's like, okay, moving on. And I'm like, Oh God! It felt horrible. Is it a wide shot? With the, why can't it just be a single? So it was a single. I'm not tied to the monkey. Uh, this was a scene <laughs> with the monkey. Okay, this was the scene with Crystal the monkey, who many of your listeners might know from The Hangover. More famous than all of us. Oh yeah, she's got yes, an yes, enormous yes, yes. career. Um, so I am speaking to Justin Kirk and Crystal the monkey, and and yes, speaking to Crystal the monkey. Yes, of course. Okay, so that's part yes. of my line, and yes. I do it once. I do it twice. I'm like, I felt like a robot the whole time. Like I have to. I got to get this out of my body. Get my, I mean, my there's definitely going. a primal fear being overtaken of like this thing could bite my face and off at any moment. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a part of it. Um, it's a primate. Yes. So I say to the director, I'm like, can you just roll? We're set up. We're lit. And I'm going to come and I'm going to do a series. Do it a couple times. And he's like, ooh, we don't have the time. Now I'm a guest star. By the time we finished this conversation, we could have done, done it. If we, by the time we talked about You're it, we're not shooting done it. on film, buddy. Could have done it. Like d- just roll. Yeah. Wait, this I could have done it three more yes. times. If I get this, so you get to have the credit. Absolutely. You get the credit if I'm funny. So he says no, and I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, but I'm upset and angry, and I'm like, fuck. This is the thing about acting. Like it's not a play. Like that was it. The cameras are moving. Like that was it. And then they turn around on Crystal the monkey. <laughs> okay? And I'm watching. And Crystal the monkey, they just set her up in like a, a locked off single. And take they just after roll. take. Whitney, after take. they roll. They're changing cards, digital changing cards. Changing outfits. <laughs> just like. And they're at Video Village dying. The writers are like gating each other. Just like, this is so funny. And just like, keep on rolling. Let's see. Let's see what she's finds. Let her play. Who knows what she's going to come up with? And I am like, are you fucking kidding me? It was such a dark, pivotal moment, though, Mm -hmm. where I was like, I will never let them cut again until I feel like I've risked something of myself. Mm -hmm. I've, like, humiliated myself a little bit. I've Mm -hmm. left something here. Or also, I leave knowing it's all on the floor. It's there. It's all on the floor. Leaving knowing you have better choices in you or better takes in it's you. It's the worst And it's also, guess world. what? If I say, roll on me again, I'm going to make your show better. I don't get paid that much on this. This is my show. You're the one that get, the ones that get benefit if yeah. I'm funny. You're paying me yes. way less than I deserve. Crystal the monkey is higher on the call sheet than me. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> I, I actually think cri- one of Crystal's requests was only let June have two takes and that's it. <laughs> and that, yeah, it was a weird that was writer. In, that was in Crystal's writer. Yeah. Um, but, then fire me and find someone that's that totally like, finds like I shouldn't be on this show if yep. I'm going to be on the bench like this or if you don't respect the fact that don't hire me if you don't think I have good gut instincts about my yes. choices. Totally. Like and just hire someone else. Hire someone that will just go like f- do shitty takes and then feel fine about it. Yes. Yes. Hire I, someone with a lower bar. I also feel like I have uh, I do want to find I want to work with a director who I, I feel like I can you, you hear of those performances where people are like oh I just gave myself over completely to the director. 
You know, I've never had that, but I I do want to have that. Mm-hmm. But I think a, big, a large part of it is also I've mostly worked with male directors. Mm-hmm. You know, and there is that thing of like you're in a space, which is I mean I remember talking to Zoe Lister Jones about this. Like you're in a space trying to act where you're surrounded by men. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's you're burying yourself. Yeah, sometimes physically, sometimes just emotionally. Emotionally, it's harder. But there's also a lot of. I can't speak for everyone. I can't even speak for my generation, but I tend to go there, which is I used to, um, when I went to this trainer, I used to always ask him to pair me because it was only four people working out at a time with a trainer. And like Bradley Cooper worked out there. You know exactly where I'm going. Yes. Oh, right. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah. I always leave a place and don't tell her. Yeah. And then she stays. Yeah, she's still going. (laughs) You're like way off it. And I know you were with a dermatologist, and I remember texting you like, "Oh wow, he's so great!" I'm like, and you who? were like, "Mulan.org." <laughs> like, I that was yesterday's news. Casey's next in line, and then I'm after Casey. Okay. <laughs> well, then we just so need it's like a more I'm a seventh generation adopter of your, right. you know, but you sh- lotions sh- and potions. We should be more connected because we have the same face. I know. So you should. Oh, why not? I mean, we should. Yeah. We of all people, I feel like we, we should be connecting just, more than anyone. It's so true. So just like think of me when you're ready to leave someone, when you're finding something new. Like I'm just say think of me kindly to you that you might not like. Okay. Which is, and I'll tell everyone why the all the ways you've changed my life. Yeah, I do want to get back to that. You come off to me the way I think other people accuse me of coming off as. So a lot of people are like, "You're so busy. I never want to bother you." You, I believe are the person people think I am in terms of how busy you are. So here's the thing. I do, I do, I do think there's like, and I hope I don't. Hmm. My friend works at your company. I mean, I. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk about Dory Howard, the best, Ugh. the best woman we both know. Better than both of us. And Truly. frankly, frankly, we have been taken on as charity cases. Yes, I'm like her make-a-wish kid. <laughs> I mean, it is the fact that she's even my friend is just You so know, shocking. she's just, they don't make them like that She's anymore. my, I mean, she parented me. Yeah, Dory raised me at 22. She paid my outstanding parking tickets. She paid. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, left. No, I've seen her do things. And here's the thing about the way she helps. It's without any. Judgment. Um, it's without any judgment, and she doesn't, she just doesn't advertise it. And you know what else it is? She accepts you at where you are. Yeah. So she doesn't have the projecting emotional perfectionism that a lot of us have, which is that I'm really strong in this area. Why aren't you? She just goes, oh, mm-hmm. this is what you're good at. This is what you're not good at. I'm going to come to this person for this. And then what you are good at, I'll come to you for that. Yep. So in our friend circle, look, this is a story that still hurts me a little bit, but now I look back and I'm kind of grateful. It was an email chain with me, Dory, our other best friend, Ginny, and Ginny's mom, I want to say. Okay. And this was at the time when maybe it was a Blackberry, maybe it was a sidekick. I don't know. But in the email, if you had programmed someone in your phone as ICE in case of emergency, yeah. it would come up. Okay. June Diane. Sure, ICE. ICE, right? Uh, uh, Grace Weissen, nothing. Not ICE. Yes. Yeah. Emily Noonan, ICE. Like you would know, everyone yeah. would know who in your contacts was ICE. I'm so, so worried. We're right on now. this email chain, I'm and so I'm worried. like, how come everyone has ICE by their names except me? <laughs> I'm like, what is this? I mean, I'm 23. And I call Dory and I'm like, what's ice? Like, how come I, what's, what is going on with your phones? I think you have a bug. And she was like, 
Whitney, you are not the first person I would go to in an emergency, but you have other things where I would come to you first. Right. It's just safety or needing anything is not one of them. But then I did, she knows that I am good in a very dramatic saga. Like yes, kids are. need to be rescued. Yes. I, she comes to me for that. Like, well, it's so interesting. That's fascinating because I actually told Casey, I had an event happen with someone I know where they made an ask of me that was inappropriate and disturbing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, and, and they were down on their luck for sure. And I felt really badly about that. But I was also like, oh, it's this, also not this your changes fault. the course of our relationship. The mm -hmm. fact that you think that this is okay. Yeah. Um, Which by the way, is part of the growing up cleansing process where it's like, you show me who you are. Now I just have to listen and have compassion. Yes. And now we're just yes. going to change our proximity. That's, That's all. right. And the answer is no. Bless your heart. You know, yes. And the answer is no. But I was talking to Casey about it. And I was and by kind saying of like, yes, I'm hurting you because I'm enabling you. Yes, absolutely. But I was like, there's, you know, where do you have to be in your life? To <laughs> Is this turn about to me, me asking you to do my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Wildly inappropriate. Great segue. You know, uh, I didn't know how to get there. It was a certainly a roundabout way. And I came to tell you, you know, you should never have done that. I want to do this you on know, camera so to busy. hold you accountable. <laughs> you know, I'm day one of my period. It was wildly inappropriate. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. So, no. So I was saying to Casey, I'm like, I also don't know this person that well. And I was like, that's what shocks me so much that like they're in this position and they're asking me for this and I don't know them well enough. Was to it make money? This okay, yes. A shocking amount. But I, I did say to her, I'm like, you know, there are only a couple of people in my life if I really was in a tough spot that I would go to and ask. Mm -hmm. And we talked about who those people were and you were one of them. So you may not have been ice then, but I think you've turned into ice. I've turned into ice. You've I'm turned now into I'm the ice. ice queen. Because I do count you as, and here's the thing about people. Like sometimes I, I think our culture, we're, and I know I'm bad with texts. I'm bad with emails. I don't stay in touch as much as people would but like me But let me, me tell to. you something about that. It even when that happens, it inspires me because I'm like, I know there's no love lost. There I know really I know she's not going, fuck Whitney. I know she's busy and she's taking care of herself and she's not allowing our friendship to become toxic by making me an obligation. Like for you to respond when you don't have time, that is not true friendship. That's codependence. Well, and also, I genuinely do have trouble with. I just picture and you screens. laughing hysterically and being like, "Whitney's the best," and then you're talking about how much you love me, so you forget to text me. So back. here's what actually happens: is that yes, in yes, in the <laughs> moment, I'm like ha ha ha, or whatever I'm feeling, and yeah. thinking like, "Oh my god, I want to see her." Or you basically or only respond else. if it's a picture of Oprah. I know, or a meme of Oprah. Sure. But I also have trouble with screens. I have trouble with that screen. I have trouble with this screen. I have trouble with you on your phone right now. No, well, I'm looking My at our text. My phone. Well, don't, to be fair, don't. the last two texts I sent you were just green bubbles with no text. <laughs> so to be fair, there's not a lot to respond. Okay, I'm not giving so you a lot. We're getting to the bottom of uh -oh. it, actually. But sometimes texts come up and I experience them with joy. And then they seem to go, they get out of my grasp. Sure, sure, sure. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. an email, if an email hits my inbox, I know I'm sitting down at certain times of the day to get at my emails. And then you said, Text I said, may I ask where you got married? Let me tell you something. On June 13, 2019, I wrote, may I ask where you got married? No response. It, it huh? was a Google away. It was a Google. I hate, I do not respond to texts if it's something you can Google. And I never responded to that? Well, 
you, on June 29th. This is a fucking read. I'm getting... You, on uh, June 29th, fuck. you wrote, horrified I'm answering this text two weeks late. Yeah. Santa Barbara Museum of History, but not sure if it's still there. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> I mean, excellent. Okay. And I know there's group texts that we've been on that I haven't responded to. Here's I love what it. I'll I, say, I love it. I have not a qualm. It's not a qualm. Really, I hope not. Because I also do think that we live in a culture that requires us to all be in touch. And there's something about, and I think this has actually to do with grief I've experienced, where I feel I'm at a point in my life where I can accept being separate from someone mm -hmm. and still feeling connected to them. And do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, do we all have to be so connected no. here all the time no. to feel like connected to someone? No, because we are, well, you and I, you and I, I mean, you and Casey obviously knew each other before me and we're already doing Road Hard and Put Away Wet by the time. But I feel like we have been through, it's like when people like soldiers from a war meet yes. and they're like, <laughs> I, your family. You. Yeah. I don't have to know what you had for I breakfast know. this morning. I don't even know, have to know your kids' names. I, but we are so close. And there's no small talk. Always just go straight to big talk. I mean, you, when That's I have a true. fucking real big problem, I go I hope, to you. I, I hope I'm ice. The last, you're not ice. No, I shouldn't be, actually. Because I, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, and that ship has sailed in terms of me ever. When I hurt myself, I just put it on Instagram. Um, <laughs> and then hope someone comes. <laughs> So I was in a really tough situation with someone that had mean girled me really hard. And you wrote in all caps, do not defend yourself, period. Could not have gotten better. That's not the best advice I've ever gotten from you, but I'll tell you that in a second. But it was like, it's like when you come in, you come in hard in a way that is more impactful than a once a month nothing text. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I'm glad about that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if there's a level of respect, this is possible. When insecurity exists, like, let's get a coffee. Let's get, it's like, or just FaceTime me. What do you need? Yeah. What, just catch up for what? For what? Who has that kind of, look, no, look at my stories. Gonna do it, You're caught it, up. It's going to be monetized. Yeah. Did you mute me? What are yeah, we doing? Yeah. Right. We're going to put some ads on it. Yeah. Let's do, let, yeah, come in, get famous <laughs> yeah. and come do my podcast and we'll talk. <laughs> We're now taking a break from me yapping it up with my good friend June, just two geeses caulking, <laughs> to talk about Daily Harvest. Because, like June, Daily Harvest is good for you. Emily wrote that. In fact, it's all we stock in our company fridge. That's actually a true fact. Take a look and, and tell, tell me I'm lying. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, flatbreads, smoothies, and more. And we now stop this ad for Benjamin to do an impression of a flatbread. <laughs> and now Emily will do an impression of a smoothie. <laughs> yes. That's me going at the straw. Amoeba. <laughs> and as a comedy duo, they will now show you their interpretation uh, of a harvest bowl. <laughs> We'll Anything else? <laughs> Are you not entertained? Sitting the first time I've been asked to impersonate food. <laughs> Daily Harvest is delicious food. It's all built on whole organic fruits and vegetables that conveniently stay fresh, fresh, fresh in your freezer. I just move over the body parts and I put Daily Harvest right in there, snug mm. as a bug. 
always time. <laughs> always ready when you are. It really is the whole package. Back to you, Emily. Get more time back to do you and take care of yourself this summer. Go to dailyharvest.com slash good for you to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash good for you for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash good for you. So this is a box from Stitch Fix. Okay, so... <laughs> I have, there's a rumor going around that. Who started it? The way that I buy my clothes is childish and immature and uh, downright uh, career sabotaging. It's upsetting to people. Uh, it's. It's weird you're confusing rumors with facts. <laughs> this is how I shop for clothes. I'm not great at it. I don't have great instincts. I just go on like, like thrift store websites and buy things. This is what an average day of deliveries in our household looks like. Let's see what I got. Oh. Oh, a parcel and a parcel. Is it a top? Is it beef jerky? <laughs> is it a pair of shoes? Is it a letter from the war? <laughs> this is a vintage bathing suit that I bought to wear as a top with jeans. What is that? This is a bathing suit. I... Is that vintage? <laughs> it looks like it's from uh, uh, Oriental Express. What's that magazine? Um, Wuhan Oriental Trade. Wuhan Monthly. That doesn't even fit. Okay, I'm sorry that I'm not a professional stylist. This is from Hackberryville, McAllen, Texas, Apartment One. You cutting into clothes with scissors is nerve-wracking. I get my clothes uh, from apartments. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. Ooh. I thought we were, are you still interviewing Tony Hawk? <laughs> Do you guys know? Emily, I don't want you uh getting it. Wait, the fact that you're wearing an $85 shirt from a from an LA street carney is odd. <laughs> Did you guys know that Stitch Fix offers hand selected expert designs? Hand selected? Yes. I'm hand selecting these right now. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. It's a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you will love to wear. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. Are but, you, are but, you, but, but, but what if this is your life? Are you implying this isn't easy? There's no subscription required. Try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries instead of this. Not I'm, I'm in as long as you will let us wear these light-up cowboy hats with whatever chic... Uh, sheep designs you send. No sheep, chic, chic. They send chic clothing. Oh. So new me, new year, new me. Stitch new box. Fix, a professional stylist picked these out. And Benton, you took the quiz for me because I was worried. I, I have a very specific style. Like I don't like, you know, I'm very specific with what I like. Look at the stuff they sent. I was freaking out. They sent <gasps> this up, which I never would have bought on my own. At first I was like, oh, it's black. I have enough black. No, no, no. Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix always has something up their sleeve, pun intended. Look at this little shoulder pop out. Oh, a it's, black it's tee. Got, yes, but it's got, Ooh, look, it's got a little good shoulder. Good spot to get your booster shot. I love you that. Missing, you're missing the, the what's going on with this shirt. Hold on, look how cute this is. Oh, um, wait, oh, hold on. This oh, is a it's very, a shirt and a shirt. It's a shirt and a shirt because it's a very stylish shirt. And hold on, so take me a second. It's got this cute little wrap around. A little cutout. And then a little cutout on the shoulder. Oh, yeah. cute. How cute is that? Oh, that's very flattering. Get started today. It's stitchfix.com slash Whitney. You'll get 25% off when you keep everything. I'm keeping everything in my fix on this one. Stitchfix.com slash Whitney for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash Whitney. I know you think that's cute, but it's not.
that's my motto <laughs> with Stitch Fix. I know you think it's cute, but trust me, it's not. Get Stitch Fix. So the advice you gave me that changed my life, or the best advice I ever got, after my dad died very suddenly and like gruesomely and shittily, um, I was like, I was in the like a numb state where I was very ashamed of how I was grieving because mm. I was like, Aren't, shouldn't you be crying more? I was mm. just like in shock for a while and I was very um, judgmental of how I was grieving. You know, it, it's hard yes, to I understand. It's like hard to explain. And as soon as you found out, you called me. I did not pick up. Power move. Had to make you sweat it out a little. <laughs> yeah. You called me. Texts. Yeah. And then I, I was just too sad. I didn't know why. Like, I, I was like, just, I wasn't answering any calls. You called me again. Did not, you just kept calling me. And finally, I picked up. And I was like, hey. And you were, I remember this so vividly. You said, hi, there's nothing I can do to help you. There's nothing I can say to make you feel less pain. But the only thing I will suggest is that for the next six months, don't talk to anyone who hasn't lost a parent. And I had those last two days, such a big part of why I wasn't able to grieve is because people are like, what can I do? Can I help mm -hmm. you? Can I? And you're like, now I'm trying to take care of their feelings because they're uncomfortable about my grieving. And now I have to give you a chore. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you could bring me dinner. And then I'm having to like, what do you want? Decide um, what? A yeah. salad. Like I'm having to make all these yeah. decisions because someone else wants to help, but there's mm -hmm. nothing they can do. And you just went, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing anyone can do. And you, and then from then on, I talked to Lizzie Kaplan, Kevin mm -hmm. Christie, and only people with dead parents. And it was such a fucking game changer. You said parties won't be fun for a long time. You're going to start hating. You said a lot of your close friends will move further away. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that are acquaintances will become very close friends. And you're exactly right. And mm -hmm. you said parties won't be fun because people complain about their parents so much. You don't realize how much people take for granted the fact that they have parents. Like people at parties will just be like, oh my God, my fucking mom's yeah. texting me. Ugh. And you're like, that sounds awful. Right. Sounds really hard. Yeah. Like just little things like that. Yeah. Mine's and unavail. Unavail. Yeah, tech unavail. Tech unavail. <laughs> OT. <laughs> It's true. I mean, it's so funny listening to this, Whitney, because I'm like, God, I, I'm, I'm like taking in my own words. Um, I'm really interested in what I'm saying. If you took your own uh, advice, your life, you would be thriving. Well, it's so I, I remember where I was when I found out. I remember where I was when we connected. I, I was in Atlanta in a hotel room and Paul told me. And <clears throat> it is, I do think it's important to, and here's the thing, like so many people don't know what to do with grief and especially mm -mm. sudden loss. Like it's really... I have more sympathy now than I did when I was 27 and lost my mom and came back to LA to do pilot season. No, I'm sorry. Mark. I'm sorry. I believe you came. This is another <laughs> thing that changed my life. There was a movie called Year One with Jack Black, which was the movie to get. It was like, at the time, fewer movies were getting made the way they are now. Like yeah. now everyone just like, you know, gets to make movies um, at different budget levels. At the time, it was like there were three huge comedies a year. There were three roles mm -hmm. to get. And if, and you know, if Judy Greer wasn't available, we had a shot, <laughs> right? Yeah, Blake Bell and Judy Greer were off doing something else. We yeah. had a chance. <laughs> I would just sit around and like hope Joan Cusack was pregnant or hope, right, that Ida Field was out of town. And so um, uh, uh, everyone went out for this part. Everybody wanted it. I believe you went in for maybe your first or second audition 
with probably Harold Ramis. Yeah. After your mom had passed. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you don't really give a fuck if you're going to yes. get it or not. Yes. And you get it. Yes. And Harold Ramis, who has since passed away, I do believe, and I believed it then, um, he still remains on my team. Like, truly. Like, that man remains... Um, on my team, I just, I feel his presence. Uh, and he truly is one of those people, I know you've had these people in your life too who changed the course yes. or see you, even if you're like not savvy and know all the right things to do. They're like, oh, who cares about doing it right? Like, I see you have something. Yes, yes, and yes. he was that person and This is an audition. Me. Auditions are never, yes. we're gonna rehearse it and make yes. it like. Yes, and he also, I think, I don't know. There was just something about the space he created for me to be myself, Mm -hmm. both in that audition room and then on the set that I really appreciated. But it, you know, grief is, and Harold was a Buddhist. Mm -hmm. So I think for him too, it was not uncomfortable to be around grief. You know, Buddhists really accept suffering Mm -hmm. as a part of the human condition. Because we we need contrast. Yes, and don't try to run away from it. Don't try to pretend it's not there. It's welcomed into the experience. You can't outrun it. You can't outrun it. None of us are outrunning any of this. You know what I mean? And and true comedic legends like that understand that the funniest people come from tragedy and adversity and that that's just a part of the deal. So I definitely had, I felt like my grief had a spot at the table where, you know, it's very, it's such a strange thing where our culture denies it. We all deny it, you know? And like, we don't value age and the elderly. Like we just (laughs) pretend it's not happening. So I have now had more sympathy for the people when I came back to LA after suddenly losing my mom, the people who didn't know what to do with me, yeah. who I had to push out of my life. I left Herald teams. I was just like, oh, I can never see that person again. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. People were minefield. But was when like, you're in that to. kind of pain, things get very black and white. There's yeah. not a lot of room for, oh, but she's probably, she's going through a bad breakup. And so there's not a lot of room for yeah. compassion for other people's limitations or dysfunctional behaviors or ignorance or just blind yeah. spots because it's just like, there's no something I didn't understand about grief is that it's just so exhausting. Oh, yeah. It's just like, there's no energy. It's work. There, it, it's, it's a full-time job. Yes. Like crying, sleeping, hydrating so that you can cry yes. more. Like dealing with the the storage unit that there's stuff in from the deceased and now I have to go to Florida to the storage unit. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the family, everybody being at their worst because mm-hmm. of grief and blood. like it just is a it's a full-time job I mean it took me like a year mm-hmm. really. sure and I think the other like the the myth around it is that it's linear that that you it will constantly get easier it, it's just not true I think in some ways the shock wears off yes I don't believe I'm going to see my parents again but then you have a big moment in your life and you're like I just the one person I want to call I can't call of course yeah I've had a really hard time recently with people post-pandemic reuniting with their parents. Yeah. You know, where there's been something for me where I start to almost feel like I'm going to get to see them too. Uh And then I'm like reminded that I won't. Mm -mm. Um, My father, who passed away in 2016, but before he died, it was, he was sort of this kind of the, 
the gatekeeper of a lot of memories with my mom mm. and an unlikely one and and not a reliable narrator. And and my sisters and I would get so upset because like there were questions we wanted answered. Yeah. And he was like, I can't remember. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I can't remember. You know, just simply couldn't remember anything. Um, it was also tricky because you don't live assuming you're going to lose someone soon. So you don't lock yes, things in. You take it all for granted. Totally. But he arrives in L.A. And he presents a journal to me. What and is it with your like, family and journal? Jesus journal. Fucking Anne Frank? No. My dad was a union steam fitter, grew up in the Bronx, you know, t- a big, thick Bronx accent, tough guy. And he turns to me and goes, you know, I can never really tell you how I feel about you. And your mom just knew what to say. She always knew what to say. And I found this. And she wrote something in here for you. And uh, it's I'm just sweating. so I'm so sweating. She goes, you know, it's just so beautiful. And I wanted you to have it. Now, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like a letter from my mom. Like, what is she? And I go, thanks, Dad. And I, he hands me a journal. Now, it looks familiar. Okay. And I, <laughs> it I is open a Scientology it pamphlet. <laughs> I open it up. It's a line journal. But on the front, there is a lovely note about how much I mean to this person, what they see in me. And I said, Dad, this is from my friend Nancy Caruana. <laughs> <laughs> Who you also dated <laughs> and conflated this? This is not. This is the back of my, it says stay cool over like you in is, the fall. And I knew because it's, it's a like, yearbook. It was a, it was a seventh grade birthday gift. Mm-hmm. And the writing was so beautifully simple, but also like mm-hmm. written from a seventh grader. <laughs> you know? And there's a heart. She spelled cool with a K. Do you think like this isn't mommy's handwriting? You like, know. You know, what a misstep. Half the words are spelled incorrectly, Dad. Yeah, it was just so confusing. As someone that now is at a point where my coping mechanism with sadness is actually just crying. Yeah. Which is the what it should have always been, but we know it's push it down, make jokes, be silly, be irreverent, whatever. Eat, hide, sure. drink. What I, I now when I'm and that is what I define happiness as is when your uh, things are good, you're happy. When things are bad, you're sad. Mm-hmm. It's not about when things are going bad, you're happy. That's insanity. That's not happiness. Right. It's just being able to have the appropriate reaction yeah. to something. If something's sad, mm-hmm. you should cry. Uh, whereas I used to be, if something was sad, I'd be like, everything's fine. I'm just gonna make a bunch of just, like corny jokes mm-hmm. and just like talk louder, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, so yeah, I get that when you see people at weddings making it about themselves, yep. complaining, getting drunk, I'm just like, yep. oh, like this is triggered. Like totally. someone's happiness is just like triggered. My dad spent the weekend going to garage sales and yard sales in Santa Barbara looking for a tripod. You know, and we'll never quite get to the bottom mm-hmm. of why that was what he took on as his that like, task distraction, for the <laughs> or um, we'll never know. You know why that was. But, he was obsessed with. Let like, me the, tell you something. 
He told you he was looking for a tripod. He drove around the block and cried in his car for six hours straight. I mean, or something, <laughs> or that's what he needed to Some do. Some kind of uh, like uh, distraction yes. or way to lose yourself in a task. In a task. It's impossible because he could have just gone to Best Buy and gotten one. Sure. So to go to yard sales, you know you're not finding one there. Right, but my dad's mentality was also like, this is a tripod. I'm not flying back with a tripod, so I'm not buying a new tripod. So I am on a hunt. Mm -hmm. It's a specific task. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's a specific People task. People that don't have find tripods probably don't have tripods. <laughs> Like, like specific. the tantamount situation would be like, I'm going to go to a bunch of yard sales to try to get a <laughs> ring light. They don't have, they're not, they're not, there. they're not at the point where they're, they're not in the inventory. They're not vintage you know, yet. Exactly. <laughs> they're not in a place yet yeah. where someone doesn't need them anymore. No. As you get but, older, you don't need a tripod less. Right. Exactly. It's not if something you you're like, ah, oh, this had one. a good run. Yeah, you're mm -mm. holding on to that. No. You know, and there's not so much wear and tear. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That they're Also, I don't want the tripod that, you gave up. There's something deeply real. <laughs> yeah. Because their job is to, I think, stay still. One of the legs <laughs> is janky and you know it. And it's your wedding. Yeah. So, Those photos are just oh, oh my God, Whitney. So anyway, all, all of that is to say, right, that grief is not, grief shows up in a variety of different ways for all of us. And on the topic of men that aren't able to really adequately deal with their emotions or don't know how or weren't taught or et cetera, we're taught to man up and don't be a pussy, et cetera, et cetera, and crying is a bitch, it's gay, all that shit. Um, I was dating a guy from Texas and we went on a trip where I had my big, the way that I used to get men in my day was uh, that I had all the screeners, all the Oscar screeners. So you had the sweet, sweet screeners. I was a big hit yeah. in the neighborhood. I was like, "Hey, I've got Avatar yeah. already. It's not even out seen yet." Cinderella. Now. <laughs> I know I'm older than the girls you date and a little crazy, but I've got fences. So. <laughs> A month before oh anyone can get God. it at Blockbuster. Oh I've got the DVD yeah. of the Changeling. <laughs> Rush over. So I he I I brought the 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 your the, goods the your plethora. wares. Yeah. <laughs> I opened my suitcase and just screen the abundance of screeners. And at this point, it was like t I mean I had House of Cards like every oh, scene. Wow. Like it was like now TV's up for awards okay. too. And, Came at the same Different time. Platforms. Got them all. I've got them all. <laughs> so he chooses fences, which, by the way, I had already seen on oh Christmas Day. God. And because Vi Viola, we yeah. stand. And um, I pretended I hadn't seen it. Of course, we're like, yeah, let's watch that. So codependent. And within the first 10 minutes, he's sobbing so uncontrollably. Oh, my. That I, I was like, Oh, this is this is what it has to come to for you guys. Right. Like you store right. it up and on a Mexico vacation, you're you're right. convulsing with sadness right. over a pretend thing. Yep. Yeah, because it has it hasn't had any yeah. How lucky play are you in the that real your world. therapist is Viola Day. Yep. I would love yep. to be able to only emotionally connect yeah, to Yeah, you got that for free a month early. <laughs> it took <laughs> Denzel know? and Viola yeah. to get you there. to process that you were molested. Oh my God. Must That's be nice. So funny. To never feel anything <laughs> <laughs> until Denzel yeah. says calls action. Yep. And says you should. Yeah. 
Oh, by the way, also, if you weren't dating someone that got screeners, what what was your plan for this grief? <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly, how are you going to process it? You can do this at the Grove no, with a bunch of people around. Absolutely you can do this in a not. penthouse with me. Oh my god! And of course, well, it's interesting because for a long time I actually stayed away from like mo- even now. To be quite honest, mm-hmm. I don't love consuming things that make me feel sad. I'm good. Hard pass. And then the one that just came out, I wanted to see it because I know the performance will be amazing, but there's the movie Pieces of a Woman. Don't don't like that title already. I don't don't even know what it's about. I want her whole. I was like a whole woman. (laughs) Coming this fall, whole woman. not interested in her pieces. About her baby that died on the... And I just am like, I'm good. I just don't want to live in this space. I can do that all by myself. Like, I'm I'm really okay. Yeah, it's so wild to me. I also... um, we do need to get back to something I forgot to say that I don't remember. Oh, why you why you inspired me to get uh, write and create my own stuff? I, I really reject this wholeheartedly. I wrote but a go whole ahead. Go uh, ahead. a bunch of bulletproofs describing your acting choices. <laughs> <laughs> because I believe I believe you are to me. Make the funniest choices. Oh, wait, that means a of lot anyone, coming from you. And I hate everything. That. You are. It's and you don't have to, but um, uh, you are consistently the most surprising comedy performer. The most. The only person that I've been as surprised about their choices was when I did a pilot uh, called The Station. That I didn't. I, I don't know what happened. I got cast because I was taller than. Recast By the way, one of the funniest stories I've ever heard is I believe it was that pilot where you had the eye. Wasn't your eye twitching uncontrollably? <laughs> <laughs> I thought or, you were. Gonna, or was it your gums? Bleeding? Was it my gums were bleeding? <laughs> Wait, Something horrible. Okay, was well, happening. if you want to do this, then why don't we tell the story about how you used to tweak your braces with a fork? Well, I didn't <laughs> have money to pay for orthodontia. <laughs> the insurance doesn't cover you after twenty-seven. I remember okay? seeing you at an audition, like with a knife, like adjusting I your braces. I had to braces. do my own work. Right. I had to do my own. But dental there was work. no way that was doing anything. Behind. There was no way you were. Well, that's it. what the problem was. Is lots of times they would pop off. And right. so then the, maybe because you were um, jamming a knife. For sure. That. But I was so behind on my payments right, to right. Dr. Mario Paz right. that I could no longer go back. I mean, they told me at the front desk, mm-hmm. like, you're, you can't come here and, until you pay. Mm-hmm. And I said, but I have a set of braces behind my teeth. I've had to relearn how to talk. <laughs> Okay, with these seven CDs the you've I can't, given me, I can't book any of these jobs to get money to pay yeah. for this because <laughs> like I, I gotta am, fix my teeth. I, agent my told list me. is, is in, agent told me is, I'm unintelligible. <laughs> so I had to when things would pop off, I had to fix them myself mm-hmm. and take a you know plier and, and adjust wires. It wasn't great. These were tough times. A these were tough times. So you changed my life. Uh, because so June and I, when we were like hitting the audition circuit before we were offer only, <laughs> before we were uh, offer contingent on me, yeah. I'm exactly. not completely bombing the meeting. Which I'm like, I'm never gonna get this if it's a meeting. <laughs> if it's a meeting, there's no way. Never, never. Just can I please? I always say, can I please audition? I like, would prefer to. I would prefer to audition than have it be a personality audition. Yes, because what are you looking for? What I, don't, I don't actually know. really don't understand. So it. now I just have to. Be the character, and I, I don't show understand up it. having no idea. 
No. And like, actually, if you want to see my personality, like I'm going to show you something that's so strange. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if you just want to see I'm a normal person to work with, what you're actually going to see is like me doing a version of myself that's so wildly uncomfortable. We're on a date. It's really. Do you want to go on a date? What are those meetings for? Like, see the body of my work. If you think I can do it, I can. If mm-hmm. I can't, I can't. I can't, I can't. That's We're, it. You're just asking me on a date. And honestly, yes. hire me because I deserve it. And then we'll decide if we'll go on a date after we wrap. That's right. We'll just, let's That's just right. do it the old fashioned yeah. way. <laughs> That's right. And, um, yeah, to me, I always feel like that's a, I just what need to see that? if she looks like her picture. Oh. I need to see how she looks now. Oh, Whitney, I hadn't considered that. That's what it is. It's sort of, sometimes I feel about the industry like I feel about men, like the less I know. Okay, so this is the way that you changed my life. Um, I love when people inspire you and they don't even know they were doing it as my favorite thing. So I went into this audition. So again, there used to be three movies a year everyone would go out for mm-hmm. and all your friends turned into your enemy mm-hmm. that week. <laughs> Strange, yes. <laughs> yes, we'd run the auditions together. I'd be yep. like, do it this way. That's hilarious. Yeah. Sabotaging each other. <laughs> seeing each other I mean my favorite is the it took me so long to learn that when you're in an audition waiting room when people start conversations with you so that you can't focus like you know what you look like don't I know and then I'm like it took me so long to realize I I was being sabotaged it was this it was a character that was a pregnant sister that drank you definitely booked this job so so correct any of my math no yeah sounding familiar yeah but um well, first of all, you're the only person I know that has more hair products and like like electric hair devices sure. in your purse than I do. Yeah. Also, I'm not afraid to travel with my equipment. Also, you know? also, I'm Mary Poppins. Also, you will look in her purse, and this is something I admire about you so much. The pink sponge makeup sponge is loose i know people are gonna have trouble with it's that. not in a ziploc it's now not I've gotten better with here's me. what i'll mainly say mainly because you you really got me i know i remember when you saw that you were very disturbed okay i yeah, not it was a just lot of rogue in a bag not i mean i'm not look, Amidst, i don't want to like, be a cheese it crumbs and i don't want to be a thing. conspiracy theorist but there has been talk about covid originating <laughs> in your purse yeah patient zero <laughs> there was definitely bat blood on there i mean there was so many things yeah it's supposed to be pink it was a charcoal gray <laughs> and i was just like finding the areas that were still like okay to use <laughs> and so i walk in and you're you're june commits in a way to everything she does that I've always watched and inspired. There is a, I am going for this in a way, and maybe this is how you've always been, but also having sisters, whatever, birth order, January 4th, Heidi Rose Robbins will tell me why. But it maybe after your mom died, you were just in a different gear. But I walked into an audition where the character was supposed to be pregnant and you were lifting your uh, probably, you know, (laughs) hot topic mini skirt and you were jamming like a pregnant belly into your dress. (laughs) And and I think you even asked someone to like, can you clip it? I mean, it was like you were in your underwear. It was like 
I was always in process in the waiting room too. It was like, no, it was a sight. It was like watching a homeless person start their day. <laughs> I mean, it was like she's like sure. she would like put a mirror on the cat and Absolutely. be doing her hair. This is my space. Self tanner. You got your space set up. She's teasing. She's pulling hair clip. Like she's putting extensions in. She's asking people to hold things. Can you just yeah. hold this mirror while I put it together? You're doing. It takes a village. So she's putting a pregnant belly in and I'm looking at you <laughs> and I was like and I had to go after you and you go in and you can hear laughs through the fucking thing and I'm like I'm just ne- I'm not a good audition like I'm never gonna be able to do this I'm never gonna be brave enough I'm never gonna be um uh uh give no fucks as, I'm never going to be as free as that. I'm, I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to get a pregnant belly. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure it was a pillow from my bed. I, I mean, it was that, <laughs> but like that was the thing. It's like I was making choices, but on a budget. Yeah, you know, it was, I was yeah, never trying no. to spend money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was you a know. trash bag you found uh, on your so way funny, in. funny. Yeah, it was, it was two oh wigs sewn God. together. Well, that's because, by the way, so Casey and I both came up from the Stella Adler Studio of Acting where – the whole, this is so boring, but at NYU, you had these different studios and there were different kind of techni- acting techniques that you mm-hmm. learned. And like Meisner, you would say, you're mm-hmm. wearing a pink shirt. I'm wearing a pink shirt. You're wearing a pink shirt. I'm wearing, like- To listen. Listen, listen, zip, zip, zap, repetition. Zap. Experimental theater wing uh, had its own thing. The only, the, the, the acting studio I went to in LA was called Beverly Hills Playhouse and it took me six months to realize it was a Scientology feeding ground. <laughs> Most Re- of them are in LA. And yes. every single note was uh, trying to convince me that I was molested um, so that I would go to the Church of Scientology. And I was yes, like, you and guys, hold those things. If I get to, if this, if this studio this gets it. me to a point to where I can afford Scientology, I'll do I'm it. I'm in. How about that? So in the Stella Adler studio of acting, our whole thing was create the space. So if you're doing like three sisters, you're bringing in a couch. You're bringing uh, yes, in you a are. Lamp. If you're doing the seagull, bringing, you better bring in a live bird. You're bringing in your shit. You're bringing your costumes. Yep. So that was like, you always knew a Stella Adler student because we were lugging around like uh, literally like desks from yeah. our dorm room. Carrot insane. Top went to the Stella Adler <laughs> theater. That was his training. But I find it so interesting that you say like, oh, I couldn't be that brave because you, I see you as one of the bravest people I know. That's so weird. Absolutely. Like the and now bravest. it's your turn to say how no, I'm well, you. I, I will. No, I'm happy oh. <laughs> to. I absolutely will because I do see you that way as just so courageous. Really, so, Whitney, absolutely. And speaking of that time, and I know we're talking about like auditions and sizing each other up, but you were one of the first women I met who was I knew was in my circle of like parts I was going out for who I, f- you had the right lens on the industry. Mm. You did. And I know like your waiting room banter, you were connecting all of us. Yeah. And saying like, this is not real life. We I'm like, do, we let's might unionize get bitches. I, go, I was always like, this is it. This, this isn't it. What's going on in there ain't it. Mm-mm. Like we are out mm-hmm. here. And so let's all connect. With I want to be other. like, we're underpaid. I know how much the budget is. Yes. Why are they paying us a thousand dollars when they have a twenty million dollar budget? Also, just so willing to like make fun and contextualize what this all was. I would go audition just to all. see. I'm like, I know I'm not going to get this. I mean, I, I, I would audition 
at a time where when you're sitting in the waiting room, they would be closing deals on the actress who was booking. Yeah. And you she's were in, just she there. said yes to the Tiffany yeah. role and you're standing there. You've spent three days on the Tiffany sides. And I was like, I'm oh going to go fucking in the there and I'm going to learn how this works. So mm-hmm. I went in auditioning them. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, who's the director? What's your name? Oh, cool. So how should this go? Like, how, why was this a period and not a comma? Like, mm-hmm. I would just, I was like, s- probably too annoying to hire. But I was like, I need to figure out. And then I would meet casting directors and I'd be like, I'm going to hire you one day. You're nice to actors. Mm-hmm. Or like you, you read the copy in a way that isn't just running through it. So the actor right. can't, you know what I'm saying? You're acting. Like there's certain casting directors who would have people actually act with you, mm-hmm. right? And um, so I just was like, I'm never going to get this job, I, but I have to get something out of this. This yep. can't be a waste of time. So I'm either, okay, I'm going to hire that casting director one day or like, I'm never going to do that when yep. I have power. Like, I, okay. But that's what you did. So then when I then went on to work on, on your show, and of course, what we were told by the head of NBC that we looked too much alike for me to be cast I on the tried show. to... Uh, cast June to play my sister as soon as I got a television show. Oh, no, my, my, my best friend. Yeah. Because I wanted you to be my real best friend. Um, and I, like, literally was, like, straight off for June is the person to play my best friend in the show. And they were like, oh, they look too much alike. That was, I remember where I was when I got that phone call. It was so devastating. Imagine qualified. The best person for the job. And, and what's so funny is I, I talk about commitment. I actually had that thought. I was like, we both are brunettes, the same height and have high cheekbones. Like yep. this is gonna, they they don't As have the capacity. It, no one had the ability to just go, hey, can you dye your hair? Put some highlights in, put some lowlights in. And this is, and then when Zoe Lister-Jones came in and auditioned, mm-hmm. I was like, we're both pale, we're both brunette. I sent her to a salon in New York mm-hmm. to bleach her hair for the audition, she didn't even have the job. Mm-hmm. And Diet Red, she started going bald. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, "Clip it back in. Yep. We'll deal with this later." Yep. And she had to go red, and they were like, "Great!" But and I was like, "It was about hair color." No, of course time. it was because here's the thing: like, but they never would do that to men. Like, they would never say, "We have can't seen have scrubs." Two. It's like, <laughs> everyone, like everyone looks exactly yes. the same. You can't tell one from the uh-uh. other. But with women, it's like, remember Wait Four a Kings? Second. Remember the five? They diversity for men is short and tall. Absolutely, but for women, it's like, oh no, 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 no! Please tell me who I want to fuck, and then who I want to be my mom. Because I have to know. Who's the, who's the fat, ugly one? Who's yes. the who's the eight? Yes. Who's the sidekick eight? And I know she's funny tell just because she's. Um, but what I was gonna say though is that you and that whole process even and here's the thing about not getting the part because i was devastated to not get that part but i was devastated that the show went (laughs) (laughs) we now have to pause this incredibly engaging likely pulitzer prize winning interview to talk to you about a little thing i just i want to have a little mini heart to heart with you because i think we all know the things that are taboo subjects, those things that we all agree we can't talk about at family dinners or funerals, the DMV with the guys who wear flip-flops in December, you know who you are. Uh, But one of my forbidden favorites is, shock to everyone, it's sex. Come on, come on. Let's get it out there. Sex, 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 sex. We shouldn't be uncomfortable talking about Le sexa, or our lack 
of the desire for it. That happens too. The loss of desire could be something called HSDD, which stands for hypoactive sexual desire disorder. HSDD is the most common form of sexual dysfunction in premenopausal women. Many women don't know the name, but they know the feeling all too well. We're talking about being frustrated that you're rarely, if ever, wanting to have sex. And this might be a very hot take, but living with a distressingly low libido, it can be very annoying, okay? It's a crapola fest is what it is. But if it sounds familiar, you're not alone and you have a lot of options. Listen up, friends. Meet Addie or Flibanserin, the FDA-approved little pink pill for certain premenopausal women frustrated by their own low sex drive. Are you ready to learn more? Yes, you are. Pull out your little pocket computer. Head to addyi.com and schedule an online visit today. Use the code GOODFORYOU at checkout to find out if Addy could be good for you for only $10. That's good for you at addyi.com. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive or low sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past and who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in a relationship, or medicine, or any other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close to your Addy dose. So wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take a certain prescription over-the-counter or herbal medications or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI including boxed warning at Addy dot com slash pi or call eight four four pink pill that's eight four four p-i-n-k p-i-l-l learn about the little pink pill addy at addy.com a-d-d-y-i dot com i love ritual this is no secret to anyone ritual vitamins i take on a daily basis i'm legally not allowed to tell you all the things i believe that it has done for me amazingly so I'm gonna shut up and just stick to prompter because I love this product so much that I go on tangents and then I'm I, I get in I get little tisk tisk so I love ritual because it's an amazing foundation for health it's great taste super flexible subscription service the ease of incorporate Emily did you really put this into my voice uh, ease of incorporating into daily rituals what tense is this you, you know that they give us copy for us to read directly is this in like this is, Latin well, is this I'll, Beowulf uh, it, it's <gasps> theirs. Okay. <laughs> it's their copy. But hold on. Okay. <laughs> exactly what they want Which us to say. Which is why I love, love it, it so much. I thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> Which is finally, I'm seeing words spelled correctly in correct grammar. I got confused. <laughs> and now we've got their protein powder where all you do is add water, shake, and sip. I love Ritual so much. I bet I can take down this whole shake I made in the time it takes you to read more copy. That seems unnecessary. 
Oh, she's going. Okay, okay, okay. Is that how you suck a dick? You're like, oh, let's go, hurry. You were rush them along. Okay. Just uh, the head of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ritual is made traceable. You deserve to know what you're putting in your body and why. And Emily puts so few things in her body, uh, both holes, that you really, she's got to she be careful with what she does. With this one-of-a-kind visible supply chain, you always know what's in your formula. There's no rigmarole. There's no red number five. Sorry, Emily uh, is drinking this. And where, uh, they tell you where the ingredients come from. And then they're included. Okay, I'm just going to read slower because this is just funny. Ritual supporters daily health for tomorrow as much as... What happens if you just keep drinking? Oh, my God, you're going to puke. Um, made with nutrients to support bones, brains, which Emily's going to need her brain supporter now because she has no oxygen in it. For, I have not asked her to do this. I want this to be very clear, that this show's turned into fear factor and it was not my idea. And muscles to help maintain muscle mass as you age. Not that anyone here is aging. Uh... So why not just shake up your ritual to make trying okay stop okay to make trying something new less scary which Emily sucking a dick is new and scary ritual offers <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of drink in this I cup huh <laughs> By the that way, was so close. By the way, the reason I don't want to stop you from drinking this is this is the only healthy thing I've ever seen you put in your body. So I'm trying to get you to really uh, just deep throat as much ritual as you possibly can. <sighs> so close. <laughs> I can't breathe. I'm full of ritual and I love it. I feel like you were the most annoying sorority sister. Like you were the Delta, one Delta, Delta, Delta. Can I help you? Help you? Help you? <laughs> you were in a sorority. Yeah, I was a tri-delta. Oh, I don't. That's information that I can't take right now. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. You can't tell that based on how long she sucked on that phallic thing. No, I was like, that is a Delta bitch right there. <laughs> um. <sighs> Ritual offers a money... You're dizzy. Emily's truly dizzy. I am. Ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Plus, my listeners get 10% off during your first three months. And if you're my listener, I love you. I want you to be healthy. I want you to take care of yourself. Ritual makes it so easy. Please, please, please go to ritual.com slash Whitney to add essential protein today. That is ritual.com slash Whitney. Here's what I'm going to say is like you you never got enough credit for your performance in that show cuz I thought you did a fucking amazing job. But but I will also say Well, you say, know that they animated my face without telling me. So any of my acting what? choices and facial expressions were fixed in post and I didn't know about it. I was an animated cartoon in the show. This was the first like hybrid live action. I and Smurf. Yes. I'm Jessica Rabbit in the show. So I'm like trying to make all these like complicated, like really specific choices. And, and they, they went in and like sense. took out all my eye bags and lines on my face. So I just looked like I was not making any choices. I cannot believe that. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought your performance, although maybe it was animated. Generated. <laughs> was great. <laughs> the pixels did a great I, job. I thought they all did great. Thank I thought that you. guy who changed, who had the mouse and changed all of your expressions Thank and you. painted over every frame. Thank I mean, both so of much. you collaborating. I, I Honestly, it's a, he was the Larry David to my Jerry so Seinfeld. So here's what I will say, because most, here's the thing about like the industry and entertainment and art and whatever. It's like, you're going to fail. You're not going to get the thing more than you're going to get it. Right. right. And so I really do believe like those it's so important to know how to fail and to yeah. not get it. It's so important. And you, when I didn't get it, I remember how you called me 
and I remember what you said to me, and I remember how you took care of me in that process. And that was so important because I, I thought really that was it for me. I was like, if I can't get this with, I know I have chemistry with this person. I know that audition went well. Like, I know this is all right. And That's if this so doesn't crazy. work, then I don't know what I got. And like, people don't want me. If I can't get this, what can what I can get? What can I get? You know? And you took me through that process from audition to auditioning again to then calling to say I this told you is to not lose some weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were gave me some pretty harsh feedback, you know, <laughs> copious notes and emails. But that's real it was the first time I was like, oh wow, she handled this gracefully. And she took care of me through the whole thing. And then I would go on to guest star on the show and play a character and I had so much fun. And you also fun. took care of me on set and took care of all the actors on set. You really did. So all of like the processing of your own experience at the, as we all have, like you really do know how to talk to actors. I mean, I can see it in your movie too. Like you know how we need to be taken care of. That's what I think people don't always know about you. You're such a natural caretaker. Yeah, it's called uh, codependence. Code I'm in a program. I know you're uh, say 14 it's years in Al-Anon uh, and Coda, but yes, no, I, I, I. But it's a beautiful quality, and I thank you. And I think that you know, and I, I know I self-deprecate a lot, and like I have this thing where if you give yourself a compliment, you're like a malignant narcissist and taking away someone else's shine. That's old. That's old. But I do know my strengths and weaknesses. Ice is not one of them. But I, for a couple, of, ha having been in so many emotionally dangerous, vicious situations as an actor and watching mm. my performance suffer. And and to me, it's like, to me, acting is like, you're always on a porn set. Everyone's yes. that naked. Everyone's that emotional. Everyone's that scared. And I know how scared actors are and I know how infantilized they are. And I yeah. know how if fear is present, no other emotion can exist. Can get through. It, they just can't. So it's like, not only is that my natural proclivity and I enjoy it mm -hmm. because I had to be a caretaker for others at a very young age and myself, I like it. Mm -hmm. It's not like doing anyone a favor. It's not a conscious effort. It's you guys are my family. Mm -hmm. I go into a set and it's my family. Mm -hmm. You're my sister. Mm -hmm. You're my brother, you know? And then you also get the best work out of people. It's true. And then if someone else is, is great at what they're doing, you get better. Mm -hmm. The better the other actors are, the better you get. Mm -hmm. And then you all get to go home with pride and grace and, and um, it's all, it makes it all worth it. Totally. But, not, and I don't know that I would have known that. I mean, you talk about me calling you when your dad died and being with you in grief. Like, I don't know at that age that I would have known make the direct phone call, sit with someone, mm. let them feel what they're feeling. Well, I had been told after giving weeks of my life to auditioning for a part and losing it because I was too tall or too shrill or not pretty enough or too this or too that. And then I get an email. It's like, ah, it's not going. It's not going. It's, it's not going to go it's your way. Forward. It's not moving forward. Yep. And then going to a test, which a test meant you not only could get a job that could change your life and get rid of your debt and get you into an apartment without cockroaches mm -hmm. and health insurance mm -hmm. that at that point, the stakes, it's not just about like not getting it or I don't get to be famous or I don't get to be on this TV show. It's like I was counting on that yeah. to be able to get health insurance. Mm -hmm. Like I won't be able to 
get my braces tightened mm-hmm. if I don't get this job. So so at that level, the stakes are so high. It's not like I want to be famous. It's also like I want to survive yep. if that's okay. I would like to <laughs> yes. get a pap smear yes. for uh, the first yep. time. I do find actors to be the for the most part, like the most intelligent also. Yes. In terms of just like cutting through the bullshit, seeing everything. We're with the crew. We're picking up people's moods. Mm -hmm, We're like mm -hmm. little, honestly, like dogs are little balls of energy who are are constantly figuring out where do I fit in? How am I a part of this? You know the dogs are how I pick the guys I date. Whoa. So if my dog doesn't like a guy, he's gone. Wow. They know because they know I'll talk myself into it. He has a good job. He's a really nice person. He lives here. What da, da, da. Like, you know, he's been married before. That's good. He knows how commitment works and how marriage is going to be hard. Whatever. If my dog's not interested, I'm like, okay, you just saved me two years. See, it's so interesting because I feel like when I first met you, you were not the animal person you are today. Mm-mm. That's been a really long journey. Well, it's weird because I was always an animal person, but I was you didn't, poor. So, you, yes. Okay. And didn't believe I deserved any kind of unconditional love. So, I used to rescue dogs for other people and get other people dogs and raise money for dogs. and da-da. But you didn't have your own no. dogs. And my therapist was like, why don't why you don't have you a dog? Have and I was like, well, because like. I'm busy and I travel a lot. And she's like, okay, then you'll just get a house sitter or send it to it. Like, I didn't believe I deserved that kind of joy. Emily, you were with me when I first got it. No, it was, it was Eliza mm-hmm. when I first got a dog. Like, I just didn't believe that was for me. That was for like happy people. Wow. Yeah. And then I also was like, I can't get a dog. It's going to die one day. Why would I set myself up for that? But yes, now I'm like, I know that number one, dogs don't need to be outside running around all the time. Mm -hmm. They actually sleep most of the day. If you go out of town for two days, you're not abandoning it. So Mm -hmm. coming from a childhood where I was abandoned a lot, I was like left a lot and like was very scared of the mercurial inconsistent attention. I was... I was projecting onto the dog that like... Oh, I get this. If I leave for two days, it's going to be heartbroken. It's fine. It is fine. I mean, I think, you know, some parents get upset when people like are compare their relationship with their pets to kids. And I'm like, no, I, I get that. I get that it is such a similar connection in terms of I am... I am loving you so much mm-hmm. and preparing you to leave me. Yeah. And that's a fucked up, like, mental the sort goal? of journey. The goal is for you to leave me. That's how my therapist is and why I stay with her. She's like, the goal is not it's for you not. to be. If I'm doing my job well, you You're, do not come back forever. Yes. And you are comfortable with our separation. Mm-hmm. And you are comfortable and confident without me. That's what we're heading towards. That's what we want here. Yes. So um, there's this amazing uh, meditation teacher that I did a 10-month course on attachment strategies and changing your attachment style. Um, I went in person for the first month and did the Vimeo version, um, full disclosure. But I've never taken to meditation. I get bored. I get antsy. I get... Sadness comes up. I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable. I like start doing like isometric exercises and Kegels. Like I, I feel like yeah. I'm not productive enough. I just, I'm not there yet. And meditation Understood. is just not a match for yep. me. Great. But when I went to George Haas's class, uh, he would give you specific meditations, uh, forgiveness meditations that you would say over and over again that have changed my life, which is like, 
I forgive you, you forgive me, I forgive myself. So you, that's a meditation you say, I forgive. So when someone acts mm-hmm. shitty, I just go, I forgive you, you forgive me, I forgive myself. Or when I do something I'm not proud of, I, I forgive myself. Like it's, it, mm-hmm. it's a refrain that just kind of, mm-hmm. I have this Pavlovian reaction to come up. But one of the big ones is how to be in a relationship that is interdependent, not codependent. So uh, uh, my therapist always says, if trains are uh, going basically next to each other, they can go forever. But if the rails cross, they crash, right? So the idea is always to be Mm. here and not here. So whenever I'm in a situation where I'm like meddling in my boyfriend's thing or taking on his consequences or trying to solve a problem that's not my problem, I literally visually have to hold my hands up like this and just go, okay, you're doing that. Stay here. Or the other visual that I need, because I need like a tangible Mm -hmm. example to understand something. Um, If you hold sand in your hand like this, you can hold it forever. But if you hold it like this, you lose it. So the idea is always to hold here. And then that helped me be able to wrap my head around when George Haas said the the motto of the uh, uh, meditation class is, I love you, keep going. Wow. Not I love you, stay. Be, let yeah, me smother always. you so you can't grow. So the, yeah, it, it was just like news mm-hmm. flash. Mm-hmm. It was like breaking news. The idea of like, I love you, keep going, keep growing, and we'll move forward together you're not attached to me. You're not my skin tag. That's the only way that this won't breed resentment. The idea is for you to be able to exist without me because then in 10 years, if you don't, I hate you. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And it's also like with children, I love them so much. I mean, I would have 10 more if Mm -hmm. Paul allowed me to. I'd have all the children in the world. I Mm -hmm. absolutely love, love, love Do you have like a, we have to. I think we're done. Okay. Yes, but not, I, I would have more. I would have I I would have all the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like you'd have all the dogs, I'm yeah. sure. I'd have all the kids. And I'd also have all the dogs. Yeah. But I just love them. And it's hard to to reconcile that kind of like separate but close and preparing this thing that you love so much mm-hmm. to leave you. And to that go out being the, the goal. It's just so And what love means fuck. love in this moment is not solving your problem for you. It's watching you suffer a little bit or stub your Absolutely. toe or put your hand in the fire so that you learn the hard way. Because if I protect you from consequences, you're going to go out in the and world and get your ass kicked. It's also like, how do you look at behavior that is bringing up, like sometimes behavior bring, their behavior brings something up in me and I'm like, but that's not me mm-hmm. doing that. Because you're worried you pass something on? Or just like, that's a reflection. So the ego Ooh. comes in and it's like, oh, what are people seeing? Do they think I'm not doing this right? All of the questions and really being willing as a parent to be like, that's happening. Mm-hmm. This is the moment we're in. Mm-hmm. People are witnessing. Mm-hmm. And you are a child. And I, your behavior is not me. Mm-mm. I'm over here, uh-huh. you know? And it's not that there aren't consequences to your behavior. Yep. There are. Right, right, right. You know? And it's not that there's not going to be discipline. You are all my DNA, but yeah, we are... But s- that was your. That was your choice. Like, I'm not having a tantrum on the ground. I think that's really... Ho- I? I, I, two days a month. <laughs> two days a month I am, but I'm ovulating right now. Well, I do get kind of cranky ovulating, too. Maybe it is me. You know, like, but truly, it's it's such a... It's such a, there are these little teachers who are like, oh, it, it really, it has forced me to learn how to like love something so closely and also. Detach. Yeah. From the experience too. Mm-hmm. 
and still be close. It's like this. It, it's it is this. And you cannot take on their consequences or take responsibility because then they will learn to do that. Yes, and I do think you know I I. I do think, I mean, I never heard my parents apologize to me once, not one single time. But I also think it's important for them to see, I mean, come now. I can't imagine being a child and having, seeing my parents like offer that. Because it is an offering of like, mm-hmm. hey, you can make a mistake and, and you can recover. Here's what I'll say. Back then, good parenting was your kids are alive. Period. <laughs> Period. So that, there. Full stop. There is a uh, sketchy. Um, uh, it's not rehab. It's like a wellness weekend called the Landmark Forum. I know. It you well. know about. It. You know yeah. well. You know well. I've been in this city. For you've, a few you've, years you've, now. yeah. You've had to manage. Heard of um, Landmark Forum. Sure, sure. It's Scientology light, basically. Sure is. Um, but you get it for a weekend, and I have tons of friends that have gone. It, it never really. Try. I always. I'm like twelve step program EMDR. Like these are just the things that work for me. If you can go to an expensive place for a weekend and totally mm-hmm. be fixed. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not there. My amygdala is just not mm-hmm. wired that way. Um, but one of the things they say, because I ended up talking to someone, and when someone's like Landmark Forum, because they're always trying to get you to go and do mm-hmm. the whole thing, it's like a cult. And I'm always like, oh, God, this fucking thing. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. I don't know what they do there. And I'm just dismissing it because it just seems superficial and, and, and like a scam. But like, then I asked someone that I didn't want to talk to at all because the most annoying people I know have, have gone to it, and I don't think that's a coincidence, but um, <laughs> I finally said, what about this place was so powerful to you? Because yeah. I was being self-righteous. I was being sort of um, uh, kind of just snobbish about, like, my damage. They could never handle my yeah, damage. And the way never. I do my therapy is superior. I was like, oh, that's gross. I'm being judgy. How was it? What was it yeah. that made you go, this is it? And something they do in the beginning is they say, the first thing they say is, how many of you here have, believe your parents didn't do a good enough job with you? Everybody raises their hand. And then the guy goes, what if I told you their only job was to keep you alive? How'd they do? And it's sort of this forgiveness exercise mm-hmm. of, oh, given the tools they had, they mm-hmm. kind of nailed it. My dad's mm-hmm. dad never said, I love you. He was a traumatized mm-hmm. war veteran that was like, you know, like, I love love you. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? I just picked you up from school. I could have made you right, walk home barefoot it. six miles. Like, that was amazing yeah. parenting back right. then. You're welcome. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> oh, I didn't hang out with you enough? Sorry, I was in a coal mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't have time to play with you in the sandbox. Like, what are, you yeah. know, so I think there's just to go to that radical forgiveness place because it's, you know. Yeah. They didn't have Oprah. It's true. It's true. I mean, it, listen, I do feel I do feel it is an enormous responsibility to be the steward of someone's childhood. And I don't take that lightly. And I mm-hmm. I, I consider that a, a privilege and also a giant responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I do think that if people are thinking of having kids and not ready to take on that emotional responsibility, they should not. Mm-hmm. I know I have to let you go. I, I mean, my period cup is almost I, full. <laughs> My period cup <laughs> runneth overfloweth. I truly, Whitney, you inspired like me that. to both care more and to care less. Interesting. You will be in, uh, forced to come back uh, if you don't. I will accuse you of being I will a toxic misogynist to talk about ass backwards because I would like to do an f- entire episode on the movie you and Casey made called Ass Backwards. Um, I would like I will, to just. By the way, I will never forget the first time we screened that movie. You were in the audience. It was at like UTA's old screening mm-hmm. room. 
And we didn't sit down. Casey and I didn't sit down to watch. I was so terrified. We stood in the back and I just listened to your laugh. I'm sorry. I ruined that. For no, you. you didn't because I was like, oh my God, it's okay. Because you know the feeling of screening something and all you're Nightmare. listening to is the laughs. And we just heard yours above everybody else's, obviously. <laughs> Look, I, I, mean, I was now. the real, I couldn't be the star of the movie, but I was the star of the screen. But there, and there were places you were laughing where no one else was laughing, but Casey and I thought was, those were spots that we thought were so funny. And I was like, okay, like everything that was landing the with smart you people get it. was the most important. <laughs> it truly was. It truly was. I also believe that was my first producer credit on a movie. <laughs> I believe, I believe I am a producer. Yes, you movie. are. You're an executive producer. This is the first GoFundMe <laughs> I have ever thought was it worth was it. Honestly, like the first GoFundMe ever. Like I people had no idea. It was a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. But at the time we raised fifty thousand oh, right. dollars to finish the movie. I mean, we do need to come back. In Wait, case and I both need to come back. There's a lot to discuss. Out. Okay, can I just write how I describe your comedic choices as a performer? Uh, sure. I spent so much time doing this. The fact that I wrote this down is so dorky, but I'm so obsessed with you as a performer. Your ethos is that of someone who feels every conversation they're having is wildly beneath them, <laughs> but has decided to engage solely as an act of charity and to be a good oh role model. My <laughs> I do feel like, listen, I'm I'm a Leo moon and that energy is like the benevolent queen. Like I'm happy to spend time with the, you know, the good people. Because I want to set a good example. I don't, I shouldn't be here, but. <laughs> That's just what the stars say. But like, how else are they going to learn? Yeah. How else will they learn? You know, if and I it's, don't... it's good to touch down with real people. Right. Every now and then. Every it now and you, then. It makes you now relatable. Then. Sure does. It's important for me to see. Yeah. And then, uh. You're, uh, oh, <laughs> on the tinge of I'm doing you a favor by even engaging in this conversation. Oh, my God. Because a lot of times when you make comedic choices, talking to the person is like the third or fourth thing you're doing. Right. Like you're doing. I've got other There's other, you're, you're doing it while, <laughs> and every now and then you forget you're even talking to the person. Um, uh, oh, my God. That's A funny. haughty above it all energy, yet completely beneath it at the same time. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is all feeling quite right. Um, you have an all-knowing bewilderment. <laughs> <laughs> you know everything and nothing at the same time. You know everything, yet nothing at once. I'm trying to think what, because these are all based on different characters sure. you played, but there's the there's always this thing where like, I don't know if she knows everything <laughs> or nothing. <laughs> Because she's searching for her knowledge. I can't yes. tell if she's searching for I how to like, say it. Yeah. Or I do what feel like this say. is like this is very Julie Gristle White from Burning Love, one of my favorite. I hate I, when people talk about their characters, but it but does yes. as you're saying that, I'm like, oh, I think you just sort of put language to yes, yes. who she is. If yeah. I was a director and had to direct that character, this yes. is maybe what I would say. You have an unflappable nature where you land each word, where you're clearly clearly hearing the person, but not really listening. <laughs> Also, also, I've said this about exactly one person, and it's you. Your active listening is usually funnier than most people's acting. I remember when you were on the show we, uh, uh, that I did, we were in post going like, should we just be on June for my line? 
Like your cover, your coverage of you listening was funnier than anything else. That's so we're like, so let's nice. just let's just do a single on June, I guess, for this whole scene, <laughs> and we're just voiceover <laughs> actors in the background. Well, we're animated anyway, so who cares? I guess because it makes you as most people what they'll act, and then when it's not their line, they just stop acting to think of their next line. Yeah, no, that's my honestly. My favorite thing to do is listen as an actor. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually prefer, I, I, this sounds so actor, I hate it, but like when there's fewer lines because you get to listen. Mm-hmm. Your listening is very, uh, it's just so like, like you'll just take things in in a way that is so much funnier than what anyone's doing verbally. Oh I will never forget, Whitney, when you, Uh-oh. we were doing like, you very kindly agreed to do an event that Paul and I asked you to do, and you were hilarious and emceed a charity event called Voice for the Animals. My nightmare. But you just nailed it effortlessly. But why ace, uh, MC? MC. Let's say hosted. I'm so sorry. Hosted. I don't know why I said that. It's like that makes me go like, keep it going. (laughs) Like MC is basically like like a hype man. Hype man. It is a. um, I'm so sorry. It is a live studio audience. Understood. Hype. uh, Thank you for that person. Yeah, distinctions. So we were backstage before we went on, and you had already done your hair and makeup, and I was getting like final touches uh-huh. I feel like I've melted off I, I this is I totally I it is a Salvador Dali if, if painting we have the same face so if we you ha- are <laughs> doing a touch up like I know things I have run to at the well. same time to the same can place can we do post in this I would can do, you get yeah, that guy yes. who did with me yeah frankly yes <laughs> Yes. Great. Thank you. There have, there's nice been not filter. a lot of work for gra- now. Like imperfect women are in, so he right. doesn't have a job anymore. So you had already, you were ready to go. Mm. Like you had already done your last looks. You were just going over your script, and this makeup artist came over. It was a long script. I just it remember getting really there and being like, "Oh, this was. I should have." It like, was prepared. a binder. I'm about you to. Were handed I'm a doing a binder of material for my Again, comedy hero. Got it. Major apologies. And then we know. spent a lot of time taking pictures with Lisa Vanderpump's Pomeranians. Uh, I never want to go back to that moment in my mind, mm. and that I had to look over and see you do that. Um, apologies again for sending that email, uh, or did Paul? I feel like Paul maybe was the one who did the ask. Here's what I'll say. Our our dear friend Casey Wilson has forever changed. Uh, my ability to see and ask is inappropriate after, and we've discussed it on this podcast. Uh, she asked before her wedding, if me and a couple of her other single girlfriends would do a flash mob at her wedding to single okay, ladies. Just so you know, which I learned four this. weekends of rehearsal. I learned this information from this here podcast. What? She never shared that. I actually was like, oh, that's a secret. Shame. <laughs> there was an email. Whitney, she ne- she has never brought that there up. There was rehearsal space. I was space stunned when rented, I heard that. I think it was Third downtown. Street Third Street Dance. Oh, that's right. But Casey didn't need to be there. I don't even think Casey was coming. And it was, hey, not only are you single now, but you're going to be single in eight months. Let's be honest. Yeah. Let's be. These are all you're my, locked in. These are all my surefire friends with terrible personalities that yep. cannot keep a man. Nobody's so we understudying you. We can bet right. on them. Lizzie Kaplan wasn't all, she was single at the time, but you're like, oh, she's going to find she, someone in a heartbeat. It was all the permanently single women. And it was four Sundays, every other Sunday to rehearse. I think one of her aunts was in it. I mean, it was, I, 
<laughs> that was a secret what shame. What if her aunt had to like it, fly honestly, in? Honestly, it came out on the podcast and I was stunned to my core. I, I just drove to, off the side of the road. Right, yeah, I was I, like, this can't be right. I, I would have heard about I it. I shudder and forgive her. I, I mean, it was like, I was like, What's that mantra? I forgive you. I, I forgive, forgive myself. You, I forgive my. I don't forgive myself for agreeing to it. I, so who put the kibosh on it? That's what I need to understand. There was a group text. Okay, it was email. It was this email. This was back. Okay. When, and not only are you making me rehearse for four Sundays, you're making me check my email, which yeah, is the worst part offensive. of all this. Yeah. And uh, she, for some reason, it did not go to junk. <laughs> my email uh, uh, for server is the not doing their job. Were not doing their job. <laughs> And she, in in true Casey fat, and Casey is someone who is like so um, brilliantly uh, enveloped in like a romantic notion. And by romantic, I just mean like yeah. a fantasy thing. And then is so self-aware that she'll go, <laughs> oh my God. Like we've had moments like this before where something will happen and she'll go, Oh my God, I just said this thing and I had no idea. I'm so sorry. Yeah. She can catch herself. She's not delusional. Uh, oh God, no. Yes. She'll have rom- uh, moments of like romanticizing something. I, I believe what she what she was pitching was a genius idea yes. that should be in a TV show about a crazy bride. So I was like, <laughs> I think you're confusing an amazing pilot A yes. story with your actual <laughs> life. I will say, and your dear friends. I will your dear say, friends. after her going, I'm sorry, this was crazy, everybody. I lost my mind. Uh, I got in the bright, and you know, I did show up at her wedding with a pop star who wore a wedding dress. So, who's the crazy one you in did. this scenario? <laughs> I haven't apologized for that, so. and you won't. No, um, I don't see that happening. Mm-mm. Listen, we were all making moves. Mm-hmm. I I was stunned. Just so you know, I do think she is deeply repentful about that because she's never spoken about it, other than on a. Oh, a did I bring? Podcast. Did I bring it up? I've, ne- she, I've oh, never. No. I have never heard. I almost drove off the <laughs> side of the road when I heard that. I was like, "What? How?" Here's do? what I will say: because I was the maid of honor, so I feel like I had some responsibility, and I actually want you to know. There was nobody else co-signing <laughs> this. Like I had no it idea this went for on. A reason. Here's what it was. But I think she, with good intention, wanted to dazzle you with our flash mob. I mean, you. Could, I everyone think I was needed to of, be yes. surprised. Right. It wasn't going to work. If she we all started knew. a new email account, a burner phone, to even organize with this. Me. This was the what idea was to surprise and dazzle. And what I will say is that at Casey Wilson's wedding, the only problem I had with it beside the fact that your speech was so funny it made me jealous. Um, did we get sued? Yes, we did. Uh, <laughs> I just remember you talking about making a movie together and you're like, did this yeah, that's person... that's for the ass backwards episode. Yeah, we'll do we'll that do. later, but yeah. uh, it was Lawsuit like, did, pending. did this person sue us? Yes, they did. Uh, asking a question that... the uh, I love it when people ask questions that no one was going to ask and, and just interviews themselves. Yes. Was I angry? Yes, I was. <laughs> Was I frustrated? Absolutely. (laughs) I love that you made your monologue a dialogue with yourself. (laughs) Need Um, to listen. Need to be in scene. The one problem I had with her wedding was that I didn't get to steal the show by dancing to single ladies. I mean, and here's the thing. I believe there's a world in which that email went out a week before and it could have landed. When I said 
force. Oh, oh, yeah. The single ladies email. Like, had that email arrived in your inbox a week before the wedding. And by the way, do whatever you want. Just it's going to come on. Yes. And you're going to have this moment, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll be really fun. Just so every all the single guys there know who the single exactly. women are. But... Well, they put us all at a table. So I we heard already about were, that, that. You were like half in sunlight. We too, were like. at, I was at the kids table. Why they put all the single people at one table, I never understand. Put us with the adults who know single adults. Yeah, no, we, I had, we had to apply sunscreen frequently. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It but, was, it was me, Lizzie Kaplan, and then the cast of Happy Endings right. that weren't married. Right. Uh-huh. I do think, though, there's a world in which that email could have gone over better. And like Daniel Keno. (laughs) Had it not been so far in advance. It was the table that, that like, just to make sure none of these people get in the photos. (laughs) In case they get canceled Monday. (laughs) These are, like, the wild cards. Yeah, we got to be, like, at the wild card table. Oh, my God. The undesirables. Right. And then a pop star in a wedding dress. Oh my god. Don't Whitney. give single people guests. I am a big proponent. Really? Single yeah. Okay. You don't want a plus one. A, f- a girlfriend of mine had a wedding and and I and she said you can only bring a plus one if you've met the person's parents, said I love you and been on vacation together. Which That's I thought really was really good parameter. Very fair. So the person I was with for 2 months I was like, "I love you. Want to go on a vacation?" <laughs> <laughs> Then I was like, does the destination wedding count as a vacation? I feel like I'm going to get you on a formality. But yeah, I don't want, I wouldn't want random Hmm. randos in the wedding photo. You look back 20 years later, you're like, who's that? Right. I think the pharmaceutical sales rep you had a one night stand with. But would you, if you were single, be okay showing up without a plus one? Yeah, because all the guys I date are sketchy and embarrassing and their wives might be there. Right, right, right. (laughs) No, I... I bring girlfriends. Yeah, like you did for Casey's wedding. Yeah, yeah. I bring girlfriends that That's could fun. steal the show if they decide to sing. Right. I right, bring talent. Right. You do. I bring. Do. I you bring, bring vendors. I bring, <laughs> I bring a talent line item. that you couldn't afford. <laughs> and if we just get a couple drinks in her, you yeah. might get the best show of your life. But yeah, I try to bring fr- girlfriends only because I just feel That's like very smart. I don't want to be with some guy that makes it about him and then I can't That's very smart or gets jealous or does something immature or shitty or has fucked someone at the wedding. Like yep. I, my whole thing is when you go to someone else's wedding, your skirt comes down to the knee. Your okay. tits are not out. Oh, it is n- you're not wearing body glitter or I any kind this. of shimmers. You are not wearing white or beige unless instructed otherwise. And you bring someone who is very low risk if you have a plus one. I love this, Whitney. This is impo- This is a PSA. This it's is not your day. Information. If I can see your upper thigh, yeah, or the wrinkles in your breast implants, yeah. you have got to. I I, I want to go full Magic Castle. You know, there's a yeah a, yeah yeah there's, in you LA. Can't there's have a your pla- shoulders out and about. There's a place at Magic Castle where if you're not if you're wearing jeans or or anything uh, that they deem ca- too casual, they just give you a jacket like a dead person's blazer. <laughs> And you really wear- feels that way. Yes, and you're yeah. wearing some like Tommy Bahama like khakis, <laughs> and that's on you. And like dress shoes, you're wearing like Uncle Vanya's costume. Yes, correct. <laughs> oh my god, I appreciate that. And honestly, that was a note for me because I think I played it a little fast and loose with wedding with my, some of my wedding attire. Hmm. And I'm taking this in. That's this is what, like yeah. some fearless feedback that I think 
I've needed. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I'm using it as an opportunity to like hoe it up a little bit. You're the drummer. You're not the singer. Got it. It's not your day. Got it. It's not your day. If you want to bust out a poppy lip, Godspeed. Yeah. But it better be but with that- a made well, burlappy type wrap dress. Got it. And I feel like you're going like lip or eye, but not both. Earrings or necklace, not both. Not both. Yes, yes. Skirt or tube top, not both. Not both. both. <laughs> Pick one. You get to you get to have you one. You get to have one. One. Lashes or lips. One. Not both. Mm-mm. No. It's not. It's it is this your day. It's important for me. It is here. you are background. Backgrounds don't background people don't get to wear red. They're okay, so I just want you to know, that. speaking of Casey's wedding, Uh-oh. and this is the last thing I'll say, because again, I think I'm bleeding all over your furniture. Yes. Okay. This I think Correct. I'm now a free bleeder. Correct. I have been- <laughs> Okay. Those people are out there. I think I'm one of them. Um, because Those this menstrual don't cup, sit in chairs from Restoration Hardware. But menstrual cups do an incredible job, but they only can do what they can do. What can they you do? Know? It's so, a, yeah. Um, but I will and say. And you have not sat in the bathtub and excavated no, your uh, uterine lining. So I will say that I'm taking this feedback because just so you know, I said to Casey as the maid of honor. To that, be clear, this was not feedback. That was This was unsolicited well, no, advice I understand, for other people it, and it it's, accidentally it's applied. It, it's hitting. I accidentally attacked you. It's hitting pretty hard, actually, because <laughs> I don't know if you'll remember, but at Casey's wedding, I was the maid of honor as well as her best friend, Amanda Sovic from um, high school. And we were in the same dresses as the rest of the gals. But I said to Casey, how will people know that, that we're maids of honor? Mm-hmm. We need to stand away from the fray. We're not. The handmaids don't dress like the Marthas. Like, we're just different mm-hmm. and we're better. Correct. And how do we? And we've frankly done more that for across. this. <laughs> totally. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. saying I want this, but it is what it is. I'm not wearing the dress from J. Crew. Let's I'm talk Trina like, Turk. And she was like, "I want them all the dresses to be the same." I'm like, "Okay, but again, mm-hmm. how will people know that I'm in charge?" Yes. What are we saying? That I'm and the boss. So I then said, is "What are we any saying? What are we saying here? What are we, what are we saying? If I can't be the authority figure yeah. that gets more respect than I deserve here, what are we saying? So is this a lawless land? Yeah. You know, where's the hierarchy? Yeah, because there's a pop star getting way more attention than <laughs> she deserves. <laughs> To all understand who we are in the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. With, um, There's mass people confusion. People need authority. Who's the alpha? Yes. The, and groups always need an alpha. Absolutely. And I'm worried that we're all wearing the same dress and people mm-hmm. aren't going to know. So should we discuss hats? Well, or? what we came to was a crown. <laughs> I guess you don't remember it, but Amanda and I wore a floral crown. Now, did I ask for it? Yes, I did. You know, and did you force Casey to pay for it? Yes, yes I, did. I did. That was a part of her floral bill. Okay. And so we were crowned, and then, and all the, the irony is that a woman in a f- flower crown at the wedding, I take the least seriously of anyone there. I'm like, oh, that bitch is an ayahuasca. I demand- we can't trust her. I demanded it. Mm hmm. And it was important that mm-hmm. the other bridesmaids knew too. We wanted it to sort of um, be evocative <laughs> of Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know, who wore a crown. Like, because those are the type of sacrifices I made. So we wore our crowns, and a lot of people had feelings about it, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, yeah, you have feelings about it because you don't have a crown. Mm-hmm. I would too. I would too. If I was no, inferior. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's so gorgeous. Her flowers were beautiful, mm-hmm. and it looks great, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I know in all the pictures, like, 
it's pulling focus mm-hmm. as it's intended to do. As it, that's the purpose of <laughs> okay. the crown to befuddle, confuse, so, intimidate, and distract. Now, I don't know if you know this, but people had a lot to say. Casey had a lot to say. She got us her crowns. Other bridesmaids are upset. You know, I trying to calm them down. Uh-huh. Blah blah blah. The wedding but goes why, on. But you weren't picked to be the maid of I honor. I wish you could have a crown. So what's going on with you <laughs> What did that you, you do in picked? your past to get here? This is more of an award <laughs> than a crown. So what's going on yeah. with you that you don't have one? Absolutely. Take that question Th- and those turn are, it This right is back. your consequence. This is a, this is a, uh, a growth opportunity yes, for you. Yes, you're on a growth edge. Why don't you deserve Why a crown? Why don't you have one? You know, but I can't dim my own light. Mm-mm. You know, and I, I won't. Mm-mm. I will not make okay. myself smaller for you. I you will won't. make myself bigger in the form of roses, ferns, and lilacs. Yes. So lo and behold, everybody had something to say about our crowns. Mm-hmm. And um, the I wedding mean, goes on. They had a lot to say about me demanding they call me your highness, but I gave I gave that up. I did. I, I did, did accommodate on, that. Yeah, I wasn't happy about yeah, it. Yeah, riding up I on did. a horse. I decided you the know. carriage and the horse don't need to happen. So afterwards. I did make them bow when the <laughs> Listen, the joke was on them uh-huh. because the wedding photos with me and Amanda in our crowns and Casey turned out so beautifully mm-hmm. that a little uh, rag called Martha Stewart Weddings mm-hmm. asked to put that photo on their cover. Is that why she was sent to jail? <laughs> <laughs> for depicting emotional abuse at so, a wedding. So, <laughs> again, I I hear what you're saying. I hear mm-hmm. the notes you're giving. Mm-hmm. But I also want the women out there to know that, yes, it's the bride's day. And you are a queen. Okay, but if you have a special position, a position of honor, mm-hmm. you know, I'm called the maid, maid of, of honor. Well, you're also called a maid. <laughs> okay, Let's but focus on the honor, maid, but, but of honor. So what, you clean up your honor? It's an honorable you're the cleaning thing to do lady. to be here. You're the cleaning okay. lady of honor. It's an act of service, but an honorable one. Uh-huh. Okay, and I'm not just a maid. No. Those are those other ladies. <laughs> the maids. I'm the honor part. You're the maid <laughs> part. part. Okay. Uh, this is just. This is just. Uh, I don't make these rules. This is people. Grecian. Th- the Greeks did it. This came. With, this is our ancestors. Yeah. Work. This is Apollo made okay. this rule. I don't know. I'm just carrying on the tradition that women can be superior to other women. That's how queens That's, happen. Listen again. I I don't even like it, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want the, these and bugs in my head. Yeah. See all of it. So I. So, but if you are in the wedding party, that is a different story. Okay. It so is now your we're, job. Now we're getting granular. To look better than you've ever looked. If you are Great. the plus one of someone that is coming to a wedding and you don't know anyone there, you are wearing Lane Bryant. <laughs> oh my God. You are wearing the simplest, Whitney, most J. Crew shit. Whitney, I would never. I will. I'm fine with a print here or there. I a stripe is fine, but you cannot be a thought at someone else's wedding. I have. I do think that a few times I've definitely, you know, I've shown too bright. I. But as the maid of honor, that is your job. It is. It is your job. But I'm looking back on a few of the looks I've put together through the years. As, you know, as a maid of honor, or just as just a, as a guest, as a guest. Well, but again, I've been given this body and this face. I mean, we have the same one, so you. Understand I've been given too. the same body and the same face, and I'm inspired. Actually, so, actually, I, I just you have inspired me. 
You know what's weird? I feel like we've gotten prettier as we've gotten older. We definitely have. I, we're so much prettier. <laughs> definitely have. We are like it's Benjamin true. Buttoning. Like, I, I don't thought, know what's going on. Can I on. tell you? I thought that we were. We're coming to our own. I thought, yes, we grew into our face. Yeah. And the fact, yeah. because we were in our 20s, we were very confident and very assertive. And that's ugly on a young person. Mm-hmm. But we grew into our personalities and our bone structures. Yes. Here's what I'm going to say about ears. women aging. I've loved aging. I've never, in my opinion, looked better. I, I've never looked better. Mm-hmm. I've never felt better. Mm-hmm. I've never felt more comfortable. And there's something, and I am dating the youngest man I've ever dated. Yeah, at again, any I age. thought he was a field hand. And he, <laughs> <laughs> I truly was like, oh, that's a great looking landscaper. <laughs> Did Wendy adopt a foster child? Is Wendy fostering a teenager? <laughs> I truly did. I'm going to have to do some real work on how I treat him. He is a big fan of yours, too. Okay, great. Yeah. Even that hurts y- even more. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. He's like, I watched New Girl just for her or something. Yeah. You were, you were a doctor on New Girl. Yes, I was. Yeah. yes, I was. Yes, I was. And um, I feel like we, yeah, I just feel like we look, we grew into our faces. Yes, absolutely. We've never looked better. Uh, look, and I'm not And we've s- never been better. Never been better. Never been prettier inside and out yeah never been i mean look i, mean, I had you, the listen, fat removed from my under eyes fine but you're younger than me i'm in my 40s now i'm 41 i forget but i'm 41 mm-hmm. and I still am, bleeding up a storm i am uh, <laughs> your uterus is as young as it's I'm ever been jesus um but i i love it i'm like I love it i'm like in i used to never look at myself naked and I used to never if I was in a bathing suit walk like I didn't want my thighs to jiggle or like touch when I was walking I like am so into my body you should be you should I want to see more of it but I have like like um okay easy I do oh then let me borrow some of your your handkerchief tops yeah I'll give you some of my remember those my... what were those some of your mesh that's a really deep cut I'm not gonna Remember those things we wore? There was like a handkerchief. It was like a, just a triangle. Yeah, and then your sides show and your, your back, back completely show. Or back maybe had like one string. I had one that was a butterfly. It was just oh a b- sequin butterfly that covered your tits in a little bit. And I wore it every oh, time God, I, I went I to great. the club. <laughs> like, I love talking to you and like Casey. Because there is a, this, uh, you know, Grace, who's gone. Because they have... Um, <laughs> The next generation of assistants and workers, they yeah. like leave at seven. Wow. They don't text on weekends. They ha- they're they like, she's like, I'm going to go home. The first the first day Boundaries. she worked. Do you remember? Were you there? No, I don't think you were there. The first day she worked, I was at the rental house. And um, at like one o'clock, she was like, oh, I think I'm going to get something to eat. And I'm like, oh, it's a work day. So what, you're going to like deep throat a Nutri-Grain bar or a Kind bar right. or a Cliff bar eating your coffee? And I turn around. I smell like... What's that smell? She's cooking in the kitchen. Oh. Like a succotash. <laughs> she was cooked like an omelet and came over with a full meal. Wow. That I'm like, that's that's like a Sunday holiday brunch. Yes. And that's just her Monday. The level of self-care. That's great to hear. The level of self-respect no, is we backfiring. Have Please we'll stop listen. with all your advocacy. It is backfiring. We have to no, pay interns now. Have, Look what you've I done. Know. I take it all back. Listen, we have something to learn, and they have something to learn from us, too. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to work together and be a team. God forbid. Um, 
June, I, I, I could talk to you forever. I want to, and I know the fans are going to want to. I'm going to just say a couple things. Um, please buy the book Represent if you have not already to and give if you are a guy that I know a lot of you guys listen to this podcast and I'm grateful and you come up to me and you're like, I learned so much about women and I understand my daughters more and I understand I my that. wife more. Give this to your daughter as a gift. Uh, this is a great uh, birthday present, Christmas present. Get it for the women in your life or if you're a woman, get it for yourself and all of your friends. Can I give one plug? Please. All of them. So I'll give all the plugs. Please. But, but thank you for that. And also for any of the women or really any genders out there, Whitney and I talked about Jory and Howard. And the Jane Club is something we've created together with one. I've created with one of Whitney's a workspace very dear for friends. women that provides childcare. Yes. And we are currently. And services that women that our moms would never have time to drive to all of them. Yes. I and have provided a lot of the books in the library. Yes, you did. Now, our physical space is still shut down, but we, in the pandemic, pivoted and have an incredible digital community. And talking today about, like, women who were in competitive positions, and you and I were in our- Still are. Industry still are. <laughs> but you really taught me early on about, like, community being so much more important than any of our individual success and how men actively profit off of us pitting each other against pitting each other against each other everybody rises when you support each other absolutely and the jane club is a space where that happens all the time and so if folks are curious head to janeclub.com and we have a special code for your listeners good for you oh my which if you type in we have an unbelievable community platform it is the social media experience you wish you had on facebook it is everything and more and if you type in good for you at janeclub.com you can get half off your first month wait no one's gonna say trump 2024 it's not (laughs) there's no trump 2024 (laughs) memes so we do a lot of community sort of curating and we do a lot of facilitating on all of our channels to keep it a really respectful wonderful joyful hilarious space so that's a plug for jane club because it's changed my life um and it's just so much fun and if i may i also believe that the jane club provides these interviews with people these symposiums these talks the type of guests that you guys procure is like everything you want out of the TED Talks, but you're like, I don't need to know why praying mantises kill that. Like, yeah. I don't need these esoteric TED Talks mm-hmm. about like no, how architecture has evolved to be more like the jungle. Like, I don't, that's interesting, but it's not going to change my life. And uh, these talks are like, you know, to me, the biggest issue, the biggest, most important word to me right now is like access, like having access mm-hmm. to the wisdom. And this is why I started a podcast. Cause I was like, I guess there's just something in our, blood as elders to pass on wisdom it's like you you know and that just we've been so disconnected for so long and um we have a lot of wisdom it's weird to say that it's true and so for this next generation or current generation to oh i'm not on the homepage. that's weird um uh janeclub.com i will be i filing some complaints uh these talks like i did one that was was beautiful and so well attended and then to to, thank you god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jane, I feel like Jane Fonda and I were. Dory was, I was Competing. like, how did I do? Yeah. How did I do? Numbers wise. And she's like, Jane Fonda's a little higher, but you're pretty high. I was like, yeah. Um, and I'm sitting there talking to these people. They're asking me questions. I'm telling them. I'm like, this is so valuable. Yeah. 
that people get to in real time talk to me, ask me anything they want, and I'm just telling them every single thing I've learned. I don't know how else to get this to these women, like yeah. or men, whoever it is, young people. Like mm -hmm. it's it's a miracle. It's listen. Thank you for doing that, by the way. And and all did of the James were the obsessed check, did not with it. I guess I'll talk to okay, Dorian Howard saying, at gmail.com about women that. for their work. Um, but people wonder like, why is Facebook toxic? Why do I hate going on there? Um, and you really do assume that like you're just signing onto Facebook and it's free, right? But like these platforms, of course, are not free. Mm -hmm. and, and you are being sold ads and there is a very well-oiled functioning machine behind it. Mm. Our platform is a paid platform. But the other thing I'll say is that we don't deny anyone access who can't afford it. Promo so code. Good we have for a you. promo code for you all. But also, if that promo code still makes it inaccessible, please know you can sign on at a signing scale. We do that, and we're able to do that because so many of our other Janes pay more. We are able to um, sustain ourselves with all of our sliding scale Janes who are completely anonymous, um, and our angel Janes are also anonymous, and we do that really intentionally. I want to be an angel Jane. Well, you can be an angel Jane, and I will make that happen okay, for you. Okay, thank you. But um, it's a really beautiful community platform, and uh, I just love I it so much. I walked away. I feel like I got more out of being one of the speakers than anyone got out of it because like the questions these people were asking me like I was able to like sort out a lot of my own like <laughs> oh yeah like and I yeah. and I also believe that it's a safe space to not I'm just going to say this and it's I know it's not going to come out elegant and and people are gonna have feelings about it but I do feel like there's a lot of like bullying within mm -hmm. feminist groups mm -hmm. of you have to be this kind of feminist and mm -hmm. being a feminist or a strong woman means this and this and this and you have to dress mm -hmm. a certain way and act a certain way. And the Jane Club, I felt very able to say things like, and take it or take what you like and leave the rest. Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to be... I feel like there's a lot of pressure on women now that's like, oh, do I have to be a CEO of a Fortune mm -hmm. 500 company? Like, mm -hmm. do I have to direct movies if I don't want to? <laughs> like this pressure yes. to be yes. excel in a way that might not be what you want. Well, I think- What if I'm I so just want to be a that. florist? And also what I think that does sometimes is we also completely devalue, and this is really the spirit of the Jane Club and why we started this, the invisible labor that women are doing. Mm -hmm. So- I, we believe firmly that if you walk into the space, the digital space right now, and you are taking care of your children full time, mm -hmm. that that's work. Yes. And it might be, it might be an honor. It might you be really sacred. You don't have to be a founder of an app. No. If that, you don't but, want but to. But by the way, that work is just as valuable. That's right. That's valuable work. That's right. You're taking care of your parents as a caretaker. That's it's valuable a full -time work. Job. You know, you're a domestic laborer doing housekeeping in someone's home. That's right. All work is honored. Mm -hmm. It's that drives me nuts because everyone like there's this new thing where direct women directing movies is the ultimate thing. It's like they have 300 people helping them. Mm -hmm. That's harder than raising two children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've had a lot of struggle with. When I get offered to direct movies, I, I kind of don't like it that much unless it's like the perfect thing. Mm -hmm. Unless it was like all of our friends mm -hmm. and it was a collaborative effort and I was just the person that had to like be a bitch every now and then or demand, you know, yeah. whatever, a bigger budget. Like I can do all that. But 
there's this thing where it's like, I'll get offered movies to direct and it's like, I'm a bad feminist if I don't say, it's like, no, the whole point of this is to not do things you don't want to do because you have to. Well, and also I think it's like that, I the Jane Club and I firmly believe it too, like really believes that if you, if we just simply recreate patriarchal and capitalist systems, then we're not moving the ball forward. Mm. Like what I, what I want is to feel like I'm actually valuable in our culture without accomplishing anything, Mm. actually. (laughs) Says the person that started three businesses, wrote a book, uh, created 10 TV shows. And and also, like, I'm raising children. And that's, and that's, and I have, I took care of my father when he was sick. Mm. That's one of my greatest accomplishments. That's right. Doing this podcast. And obviously this podcast. But there are, I'm trying to, for myself, really like decolonize my relationship with capitalism. And, and not define yourself through your accomplishments yeah. or productivity. For me, my self-esteem has always been so linked to my quote unquote productivity, which really lies in the hands of others mm-hmm. my entire career. But my self-esteem is in the right place and I am right with myself and whatever you believe, God, the universe, who gives a shit. Um, when I can kind of, do nothing for a day and just take care of myself and not feel guilty mm-hmm. or like I'm falling behind mm-hmm. or feel like I have to put it on a Well, because media. what happens is that there's a system that we're all a part of. And ultimately, like, it's when we fail within it, we assume that's our personal failure. Mm-hmm. And we don't look at the infrastructure and the system that's, like, set up. No one could so have that we could succeeded fail. in this situation. No. no one could have succeeded I mean, no. that, here's the other thing about about movies, because I, I do think it's important. And I did. I think I said this maybe in the thing of when people want to like for clickbait or for just their own histrionic desires and their own selfish motives or to like feel like a martyr or, or silence breaker or something when they're when when actually they're just like not um, educated on the actual data of it. So to me, when actresses, only actresses want to say like only six percent of movies were directed by women. This is it. Okay, that is true, but you're not factoring in all the women that were offered movies and they passed because they can't go to New Zealand for eight months. Mm-hmm. So you, a lot of these studios will go offer to a woman without any childcare on set. They have two children, which to me, moms are the best at mm-hmm. being bosses because they can do 50 things at once. Chaos mm-hmm. is not weird to them. Mm-hmm. Half of your job as a director and EP is to just deal with people's emotions and tantrums, which usually is just low blood sugar. Like the moms, when I'm working with a mom on a set, they are able to diffuse every conflict mm-hmm. with like, do you need a, so a water? True. Do you want a sandwich? You just need, why don't you go back to your trailer and you take a nap? Mm-hmm. And it's solved. Like, yep. and they can handle, like they can do multitask in a way that most people can't. And take nothing personally and they're like breastfeeding and there's shit on their hand. Like nothing mm-hmm. bothers them, right? And so, um, but also uh, that to me is a very frustrating thing for people to focus on because I would like to see the data of the amount of women that were offered directing jobs and had to say no because the system is not conducive to a mother. So to me, why do we have a $2,000 salami spread that nobody's eating and not a paid babysitter for the day? Well, and I'll add, yes. And I will add to that, that women are having children later and later. And, and that's a trend that's only going to continue. So mm-hmm. like we're not having, we're spending our 20s investing in our careers and our 30s. And a lot of times the time 
the year we're having our first child yeah. is the year we'll probably make the most money we'll ever make in our hmm. Those years are like this. Wow. And then we wonder why women aren't directing films. And we wonder like, why aren't they? Where's the, the sort same of reason they don't play football? Because they know if you have to put a helmet on, it's probably a bad idea. Right. But, right. But there's no, that's why I get really frustrated. And I've refused to like do panels and conversations around like, oh, June, what's your tip on how you wrote a book and started a company and have a career? How did you do it? And I'm like, don't fucking ask one person. Ask the studio system. Mm -hmm. Because... It's just a conversation and a, a, a slogan of like having it all and being able to balance it. Because until these power structures are willing to say, we're going to do a reasonable work day, family mm -hmm. hours, you mm -hmm. can breastfeed whenever the fuck you want, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Unless we're really willing to honor that women are taking care of small children. Mm -hmm. They just are. Mm -hmm. Which is changed. more the reason to hire them. Yes, but they're Because also, directing a movie is taking care of small children. But what happens is, is employers, when men have children, assume they'll work harder. When women have children, assume they'll work less. Mm. And, and they'll just work smarter. Of course. But that's the motherhood tax that a lot of us pay. And the other piece of it is like, we're not just taking care of small children. Many of us, and you've been in this position, Whitney, are also taking care of our parents. parents. So it's like at both ends of life, yeah. there's this labor, right? Yeah, and then there's the, you. The, half of the NBC sitcom I was on, I wrote from Emory ICU and like ICUs, you know? And, you know, to me, I go, the person in the hospital at the ICU dealing with drama, that's going to be a better artist on the, like, that's not a reason to say, don't do this job. It's like, Great. Let's use that. You know, because life is, is and what you have to pay for mm -hmm. is the childcare, is that full time nanny, mm -hmm. is the you know hours. Mm -hmm. That's what. That's where the power structures have to recognize. Right. Like this is what comes with that. Movie I come schedules, with my children. Writers' room schedules and movie schedules were made for men that hate their wives. Yes. It's let's start at ten a.m. Every woman I know is like. I dropped my kid off at 745. Yep. I had to just kill time for it. It took having all these women in, in my writer's rooms that were moms going like, can we start at 830? Mm -hmm. I, I was like, why do we start at 10? That is so weird. It's like we dropped our kids off and we're just like Waiting. in the parking, running errands. and Right. But then, no, we have to mentally be here till seven and are missing. But all at 245, we need to pick them up. So what if we just work from 830 to three? Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. our kids could come here after school, which mm -hmm. would be so cool to have Absolutely. them watch their mom working and doing a cool job and being yep. respected. And and I struggle with this a lot, but holding like the the big picture, yeah, and and like the big idea, and then the fucking. I mean, that's what the that that book is about too. By the way, it's every like, yeah, page we want, is just delete your nudes, delete well, your nudes. It pretty much Crop is. Your head but it's out. also Crop like your head out. it's also like yeah, we want more women in office. Okay, but how? And but what about kids? And but what about pictures? And but what about the stuff? Now, I also believe in the both end of like, you can work from the outside and try to tear the system down. Mm -hmm. I'm heading more in that direction. Or you can get inside and then do your work from the inside. And both also, are valuable. Both need to happen. The tear it down is not just you know, two women that have some power influence in what we do and that get to hire, et cetera. It's also like, you know, we are at this amazing moment where if if we call out people's shitty behavior, people stop patronizing them. I mean, it's just 
it's there's a, it's a little more democratic than we thought. Like people don't want to watch shit made by bad mm-hmm. people anymore. They mm-hmm. don't want to watch things that uh, make them feel dirtier. Like the 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 spell has been broken. It's true. And people don't want to give their money to people that are dickheads or don't do things in a uh, or do things in an untoward way. It's and so it reflects true. in the also the most important thing because Hollywood is a business. It's a money business. It's a, it's stock. It's Wall Street. They, they don't make movies because they want to be progressive or they want to be inclusive. They make movies if the uh, they make more if they make money and are good. And the bottom line that I always have to explain to people is I'm not saying hire diverse because it's the right thing to do. It will make this project better. So go f- go do the right thing for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Use your selfish motive and your mercenary tactics to go. Oh no, this is actually going to make the project better. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't make a second. Black Panther because they like felt bad and didn't want to be racist. Mm-hmm. It made a ton of money because it was fucking great. We saw that in the theater together. I don't know if you remember that. By the way, this has happened a couple times. <laughs> this has happened. By the a way, the arc light. I mean, I hope it reopens. But like the arc light, Keith and I used to always say, like the lobby of the arc light is a minefield. It is of agents you fired, exes <laughs> that is, cheated. You just never know is, who you're gonna see. You better it is come a general meeting hair on and makeup ready. ready. I have never put more effort it into my appearance than when I go see a casual <laughs> movie at the ArcLight at like 4 p.m. The tits are. I dress for the ArcLight the way you dress for weddings. <laughs> <laughs> the tits are out. The it's lips like are lined. The lashes are glued. I've got to. You will see. The only time you'll ever see me in a bump it is in the Arclight lobby. I've been teased. I'm using the little makeup sponge that yours yeah. is. Have. Yeah. That's it. The number of jobs I believe I've lost oh showing up God. to the Arclight. Because, yeah, I made that mistake early on in my career of just like, oh, I'm going to see a movie. Like, what, whatever could what? happen. What? No, you're going to audition for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been written yet. You truly are. Yeah. Like, consider this a showcase, mm-hmm. you know? Correct. And Correct. consider the banter you do this and, like, is every interaction you not make. Not a lobby. This is a <laughs> runway. <laughs> this really is the upfront. Is. I mean, when I say I wear truly. a thong to the arc light, I wear a thong. And he- the only place you'll find me in heels is in the arc light lobby. Yes. I'm like, that's Danny Boyle. Yep. You'll see everyone mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Whitney, I'm I never really <laughs> <laughs> burn it down. Wow, burn that is it, a hot take. Burn it to <laughs> the ground. We can get movies in our own homes. <laughs> Please do not bring that nightmare back. <laughs> Jesus, why are the the books fifty five dollars? Whitney, I don't know, but I am truly worried that my menstrual okay, cup we will no longer to go. hold. I am. I have a fistula. <laughs> June. I'm so obsessed with you. Uh, there this will be much, much, much more information in the bio if uh, if we're running over it too fast. Janeclub.com. Yeah, it's not .edu dot or .org. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a speech on there. It's not .edu. There's no .edu involved. .gov, maybe. Eventually, .gov. Um, I love you. I love I you, too. I end these very awkwardly. How did this get made is easily the funniest podcast just know that it pains me to say that and you have a new podcast with the great jessica sinclair yes which i'd love to have you on i i mean if you're willing yes. but i don't know we have so much God, i, I feel will like be just, auditioning for the co-host position i do feel like we just scratched the surface we did huh? but i hope you will do this again uh, absolutely i hope you will give me absolutely. more of your emotional labor and um 
Oh, uh, did we have a time? Thank uh, you, hemoglobin, yeah, uh, which is is, is hemorrhaging. Will, uh, we'll, we'll, we will definitely when we schedule the next one, like plan it around to my your cycle because I do have one good week a month. Here's We're not the other in thing: it. if you get murdered, I will be the number one suspect because <laughs> there your blood is <laughs> all, all over, over my body. <laughs> I love you guys. Don't ride elephants. The great June God. Diane. The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.